0: Welcome back to the 17th episode of The Cycle365. My name is Simon Villanos. I'm Cody Stauffer. And I'm Jesse Boone. And we're your co-hosts for today. Today is January 22nd, 2020. And today we're going to talk about uh, sports altogether. We have a ton of topics lined up, but first things first, let's talk about these playoffs, these NFL playoffs that happened uh, this
1: last weekend. So football is a sport, so talking about the NFL playoffs definitely categorizes. (laughs) Underscore.
2: <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> Anyways, Sorry, on. I was doing my Booger
1: McFarlane impersonation.
0: Imagine the meme right now.
1: Okay, which uh, game do we want to start with? Well, we could start with the one that was obvious who was going to win, and that's the 49ers and the Packers. Yes.
0: All right, so the 49ers did end up being the Packers, and honestly, the score doesn't make it, ah, doesn't do the game justice. Because this game was not close at all. It really wasn't. So what are our initial thoughts?
3: All I hope is that the 49ers win the Super Bowl. That's my initial thoughts. That's what you hope? Yeah. Oh, because the Chiefs
0: are I don't like the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, well, I'm also rooting for the Niners, but it hurts. Because I don't want Richard Sherman to win a Super Bowl. But on the flip side, Emmanuel Sanders would win a Super Bowl. Anyway,
3: okay. To the actual nitty-gritty stuff here. So if... If um, we all we all know we want the 49ers win, but if the Fortnite's ers win, they will tie the Patriots and the Cowboys, I
1: believe. The Steelers. Steelers. And the Steelers yeah. for the most Super Bowl wins. Yeah, yeah, we're still talking about Simon's team.
0: Hold up, just the Patriots and what? Wait a second, just the Patriots and Steelers. The Cowboys. Yes, D- sorry, Cowboys, yeah, Cowboys are five. Cowboys are not in there. And one nineties.
3: But um, anyway, so they're going. So the first impressions, they're going to. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> they are going to... If they win, they will tie for the, the Patriots and the Steelers for the most Super Bowl wins mm-hmm. in the NFL. Um, I think that their defense is ready and ready to go. I think they're up to the task. I think they can stop Patrick Mahomes. I think that's uh, yeah. yeah that's, that's it. They're the best go.
1: team equipped to combat the Chiefs. Yes. Offense. Out of the NFC, period.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. So, in this game... Aaron Rodgers did not play well. No, he didn't. So, with the Packers losing, how much of their of this loss
1: is on Aaron Rodgers? A lot. His interceptions were terrible.
2: Yeah. And
1: yeah. he didn't play good. And I th- I was actually thinking about this when I was in the gym today for some reason. But the same people that will defend Aaron Rodgers saying that like his team hasn't been good are the same people that will be like, "Well, Tom Brady's always been carried by the rest of his team." And it's like you people change their narratives to what fits. And the reality is, the reality is that Aaron Rodgers isn't hasn't been to a second Super Bowl because of himself.
0: Yep. How many times has he been in the conference championship since that last Super Bowl? It's a been at lot. least twice.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, it's been at least twice. And he just gets in that situation and goes, "I don't want to go to the Super Bowl."
2: Yeah.
1: It's a very odd decision, but. I'm not saying that he was out quarterbacked because Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> didn't have to do anything. Yeah, because, he threw eight passes. Yeah. So 70 yards, so, correct? Is it pronounced Mostert? Yeah, right. Moster. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So Jesse was in the doorway when <laughs> Tevin Coleman broke his arm. I was. And he told yeah. us, guys, Tevin Coleman broke his arm. I was like, oh no, like the, the Niners might... Start to stumble mm-hmm. a little bit, and then they didn't because Raheem came in and he destroyed the Packers by himself.
0: Yeah, very true. Yeah. We know this running back crew is very deep. They still have Matt Breida there too. Mostert's obviously there, and you know it's gonna suck missing Tevin Coleman, but you still have two really good backs, and then you could throw in their fullback too. He mm-hmm. could. Yeah, you, you could. is yeah.
3: really good. Yeah, his check might field. be one of the best receiving fullbacks in the league he's basically a tight end yeah he's basically just a little bit shorter so he's basically a tight end that plays fullback
0: yeah yeah that's very true so they'll be okay uh they're they're going how so this loss is on aaron Rodgers, correct is that what we're saying right now
1: well green bay defense didn't help but aaron Rodgers did not put his team in a position to win
0: okay do you think coaching could have been better
1: it's really hard to coach better when your quarterback doesn't lead a wide receiver properly on a seam route and throws it right to the defender. Wow, that's a really bad interception to throw.
3: Yeah, I would. And say, I'm a
1: fan of Aaron Rodgers too. It's just I would sad. say
3: the coaching coaching was fine. The play calling was fine. Yeah, they just weren't. This wasn't executed. Okay. So I mean, it could it could come from the the lack of experience that Matt Lafleur has. In, in a conference championship, sure. Yeah, um, like he didn't prepare the team well enough, but at the same time, I think Aaron Rodgers should have been, been yeah, should have prepared the team for what they need to do. Yeah,
0: because he's Aaron Rodgers; he's supposed to be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's interesting. Um, the, okay. The better team
2: won. Yeah, I mean, we all knew cause, it
1: because the Niners are they're stacked. Yeah. Literally yeah. on every single level, but. Minus the, minus,
3: minus the quarterback, I, I don't know about like. Okay, I wouldn't I say, stacked, say Jimmy Garoppolo, is but Jimmy
1: Garoppolo is good. He's, he's good,
0: good, but he's not elite. Well, no, but no like I'm not
1: gonna say elite. But no, yeah. no,
0: he's not elite. But with a team like this, all it, you know, a good quarterback could easily take this team over the top. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not like they have Case Keenum back there, or yeah. or Teddy Bridgewater. If I'm being honest, mm, I don't
3: know. I think Teddy Bridgewater with this this team could make the Super Bowl.
1: I mean, you know how many passes yeah, maybe, go to know. tight ends and running backs in this offense? That's true. A lot.
0: But that's that's Shanahan just doing his thing though. He's been doing that. He, mm-hmm. That's how he got the Falcons to a Super Bowl. So, you know, that's that's that. Uh well, I honestly, I'd say that go on.
1: I'd say this isn't the same thing, but like no. Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, you definitely even is. from just arm yeah. talent, you know.
0: Yeah. That's true, but Jimmy G, he's no scrub though. Uh, a lot of people have been hating on him. They've been, they've they've been like, oh, he's only thrown eight passes, only seventy yards. He's trash, you know. But like, if we're being honest, if your running back goes off for two hundred yards and four touchdowns, do you really need to throw that much? The answer is no. That's how you blow a twenty-eight to three lead at the Falcons. So there you go.
1: At Kyle's training, Kyle has learned yeah. his yeah. lesson, maybe, but he still gave the Patriots the Super Bowl, so I can't forgive him. No,
0: no, Box. not at all. But I mean now they're not in it. So yeah. Alright, so I think Jimmy G will be okay. Uh let's let's just ballpark this while we're on it right now. How many more good years do you think that Aaron Rodgers has left in him? Three I'll
3: say I'll give him four. Four max.
0: Four max. Yeah. Max though, okay. Yeah. How um, old is Aaron Rodgers? He's he's as old as Tony Romo. I know that. Wow. I
3: wanna say I wanna say thirty nine, because it's just it's, don't put me on it's a shot in the ball shot like shot in the dark
1: see the beautiful thing about the internet is that you guys could start talking about something else and then I could just blurt out how old Aaron Rodgers is great let's unless do I'm able to ramble anyway we,
3: we will talk about quarterbacks we will um, let's say talk about Jimmy Garoppolo
2: okay
3: um, what about him I think if you go back and listen to one of our podcasts about it's just a good question for you guys about mid-season awards oh that's right i had jimmy garoppolo as comeback player of the year what do you guys think about that now because i know dalvin cook's obviously still in the like in contingent for that but with where they are now can you give jimmy garoppolo possibly the comeback player of the year
0: so dalvin cook missed a handful of games at the end of the season uh-huh. which um like I'm, i'll just be real the Vikings, I feel like, finished as far up as they possibly could. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Without Dalvin Cook. And their backups with Boone and the other one is in Madison. In Madison, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they both played very well. And I'll be honest, this Vikings line still isn't good. But I feel like the, whoever the run game coordinator is was on top of his thing. So the fact that they were still able to put up numbers, I feel like it puts a dent in Dalvin Cook's um, you know comeback season of the or sorry comeback player of the year awards just because you know you saw other guys do it just like he did and jimmy G, he's played all all his games he's had some big games when needed too Mm -hmm. so let's not let's not sleep on that you know he's had some big games when needed so i think it's going to be really close but i might have to give
1: jimmy g a slight edge it's pretty hard not to give a quarterback who leads his team to the Super Bowl comeback player of the year? Mm-hmm. That's true. It's also, think about this, this is still only his
3: second season as a starter, full time starter.
1: Wait, no, he didn't
0: have one season as a full time starter yet.
3: No, I know, but I'm saying like in the starting role, because like if he wouldn't have gotten hurt last year, he was going to start for the 49ers. Okay. So this would yeah, be technically yeah. his second year. So it's really his first year playing a whole year. Yes. But second year as a starting quarterback.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. And he's right. already I, in the Super Bowl. I feel like no. Comeback Player of the Year is, well, the last time second-year starter for the 49ers was in the Super Bowl in their second season, <laughs> they ended up not playing in the NFL anymore after a couple more seasons. Alex Smith? Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick. We'll get to that Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo's
3: the next Colin Kaepernick? No. I don't think so.
1: I don't no. think Jimmy G's the type. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Anyways. Mr. Internet
3: Man, how old is Aaron Rodgers? Aaron
1: Rodgers is 36 years old. 36. So, so I was so only three, three years off. So you yeah. were capping, you, you said 39, which is where my cap would be. Yes. it's yes, 39 years old because, I mean, gosh, the the Packers have a talented offense. You know, Aaron Jones is a great running back. Devontae Adams is a real wide receiver. One, their right. offensive line is pretty good. Solid, yeah. And their defense is the best it's been in years this year.
3: Yeah, I think you just gotta. Add, if you're adding to that, to that offense, you need to add another receiver.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. possibly a tight end. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Jimmy Graham's not getting any younger yeah. either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So when this is just speculation, but when would you draft a quarterback to start learning under Aaron Rodgers? Uh, that's tough. You, you want to say, say
3: now, but the quarterbacks that are are there won't be a good enough quarterback to take his spot in this draft when they're picking. I what if like...
0: Jake Fromm is available in
3: the sixth round? I mean, it'd be a good good person to take, but will they take him? Probably
1: not. Okay. I mean, the last quarterback that they took to learn under Aaron Rodgers, I'm pretty sure, was Brett Hundley.
0: He's not a bad backup, though. He he's played solid enough on that Cardinals team at times. But he's yeah. not Aaron he,
2: Rodgers. He's also not a
3: starter. He's also not an NFL yeah. starter. He's a backup. Yeah. They need Jake a Fromm will be a, will be an NFL starter. So yeah. if they want okay. if they want to get him now, they should draft him in the first round this, this year.
0: Jake Fromm? Yeah. In the first draft. First or second Packer round? Packers should draft Jake
1: Fromm in the first draft. First round? or second round? I'll say second round. Dang. Okay. All if right. you
3: want, if you want a franchise quarterback to learn from him, because like they
1: have that. bigger needs in the first round that needs to be addressed. Okay. Yeah.
3: So th- I would go with Cody next year is the year.
1: All right. So they need do it this well, upcoming draft, but next year I feel like the quarterback class is pretty deep. So. I mean, is, it's pretty deep this it? year. <laughs> but I don't like that. Yeah. What about Jacob Nip?
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, oh I mean,
1: yeah. What if they took Jacob Nip in the seventh round so that he could end their season on a pick six? Yeah.
0: Aaron Rodgers could learn how to break his collarbone again from Jacob Nitt. Anyways, let's move on. Let's talk well, about... I didn't
1: answer Jesse's question wait, on if it? I think Garoppolo is the comeback player of yeah. the year. Oh yeah, sorry, go on. Yes. Okay, <laughs> all, all right, right. <laughs> we can move on. Okay. Is this, is... Wait, do you think
2: so, Jesse?
3: Yeah, I, I said it in the middle of the season and I say it now. That's right, you did say On you guys. Well, you know, Got you.
0: <laughs> I don't. There, there are a lot of things we couldn't have seen unless we were,
1: uh, you know, fortune tellers. I'm a fortune teller. It's okay. All right. Hey, you didn't have the 49ers going to the Super Bowl, though. That's true. Right. Right. <laughs> what, what were their? We looked at their odds. It was one in thirty four. Wait, at the beginning of at the, the beginning season. of the yeah, season. beginning of the season. Oh. Yeah. It was like near they were, dead last in the. They,
3: yeah. No, they weren't like near dead last. I would say like uh, three quarters of the way down. They were probably in the bottom.
1: Like, bottom quarter.
3: Yeah. No okay. go. Which... I would actually say, the, I think it was the middle quarter. Like, middle quarter. What, what are we talking about? Like, not the top bracket. Not the top tier. Not to halfway, but right below halfway.
1: Okay. Yeah, oh. so like the third tier.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, did anybody really see this coming outside of 49ers fans?
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I mean, know. Adam Rank projected them to go 2-14, and, and so did I, so... Yeah, That's the only time I ever <laughs> compare myself to Adam Rank. I don't, so that's yeah, I don't think
3: many wrong. people in the United States, or in the world for that matter, would have had the 49ers going to Super Bowl this year.
0: Okay. Alright. Fair enough. Fair enough. So let's uh, switch gears then. Let's talk about the AFC. So, the Chiefs beat the Titans. Um, honestly, this game was something that felt a little bit closer than the Packers game, if I'm being real. So what are our initial thoughts
1: about this it game? It was way better to watch. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean... The Titans jumped out to a, what, 17-7 to lead. Um, Too so, bad
1: leads by 10 points really aren't that safe against the Chiefs. Yeah, that's, no. that's what
3: I have to say. For the 49ers, if, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the 49ers are probably going to take the early lead because that's just what has happened to Kansas City all year. Yep. So I think the 49ers will take the early lead, but if they want to stay in this game and win this game, they're going to
1: have to continue to score points. It's not like... Against the Packers, where you can put up 37 in the first half to Zill, uh-huh. like against the Packers, I knew that game was done. Yeah. But if they do that mm-hmm. against the Chiefs, they better keep their foot on the gas. Yeah, because yeah. the over. Chiefs can—they can score five can score touchdowns in, a in a quarter. one quarter. Yeah, yeah, true. like it's insane.
0: So well, good thing the 49ers have two good running backs. <laughs> they could just, or three if you count the fullback. You, you could just keep running. That's what they well,
3: need that's, to do. that's what they need to do, but no, I don't think that's what they need. I, again, I think they should need to keep their foot on the gas, and they need to score as many points as possible because everyone thought Tennessee has Derrick Henry. If they're going to get up by 17, they should be fine with it, with a really good Boy, running back to run it out. They're up by 10, not 17. Sorry, 10, Yeah. 10. But still, like, that's, what
1: everyone, the Chiefs that's basically what we just said. kind of yeah. did a pretty good job of bottling up Derrick Henry, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, yeah Derrick like, Henry Like, Derrick Henry didn't get up. the workload that he got, but he was only getting one to two yards on a lot of carries. No. And I was like, White, he's going to break it off. He's going to break it off. And, well, did. he, didn't, he didn't really do that, which nope. is unfortunate, because then Frank Clark got to go on a post-game rant. He was like, we told you we were going to shut him down. God. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that, Chief. Okay, one other thing about
3: this celebration since we're talking about it at the end of the game, oh, at tra- Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Okay, you haven't won the Super Bowl yet, bro. You don't. Well, okay, you
0: but that's still cool, though. You gotta hype. The crowd's already hyping you up, so you might as well give them a little of something yeah, before yeah, you head off. You should say
3: let's let's like let's celebrate this now. But but the goal is still in sight. Like we're not gonna have a, a party yet. Is Travis you-
0: Kelsey that type of guy to oh, 100%. say that? Oh, hundred percent.
3: Oh, we to don't say no, that. To say that no. <laughs> oh, just Travis Kelsey is yes. like literally so much like Gronk as far as personality goes. Yeah. Yes, no, I, that's what I would say. I'd just like because like that's great. You guys had a you guys parted you won the AFC, but you don't get a Super Bowl parade if you don't win the Super Bowl. So like, yeah, I mean, that's true. A, a, you're not gonna get a city parade or city party if you don't win the Super Bowl. So you I still mean, gotta win the Super Bowl. I'm
0: more okay with Travis Kelsey saying or doing that than Patrick Mahomes. Like imagine Patrick Mahomes being up there and saying, and "You guys, guys we're fight. gonna get a parade." No, not not that. What Travis Kelsey
1: said. Wait, did you I see actually that? missed that. What did he say?
3: What? He basically just said, right. "I didn't." Well, he said, "Why would I watch, watch the show He, news literally, news he literally, he literally said this. This is what he said. He said, "We won. let's go party." Not.
0: He was quoting. He was quoting this. Uh, what was it? Oh my gosh, this song. It was like you gotta fight. Right. To party. Why? Yeah.
1: This song that's the Beastie Boys. Put some beast. respect on. The I know,
0: okay? I wasn't sure if Sheesh. you knew that. I knew that. But yeah, so he like Cause they were asking him questions, and they're like, well, how do you feel after all these years, finally going to the Super Bowl?" And he was like, "I don't know," but and then he grabs the mic, and he's like, <laughs> "You gotta fight for a right to party," and like he like yells it into the mic, and then the crowd goes berserk, and you can hear it over. I the feel face. like that
1: energy is fine, honestly. Yeah. I mean, as the long Chiefs as haven't Mahomes even been a to a Super Bowl. Yeah, in the since before we were alive since before That's we were not saying a lot either <laughs> since before we were even thoughts yeah well in, in sure. our pa- <laughs> hey, in our parents minds <laughs> well i will say that there are teams like the browns that have never been to the super bowl ever <laughs> And you don't think that if they won the AFC Championship, Odell Beckham would be like, "We got a party!" Like, no, bro, he just would be spank doing some coaching. They <laughs>
0: they'll give money to more people and yeah. just get arrested, probably. So, yeah, we'll talk about. Oh, that. Oh, Odell. We'll see. Man, what was up with that? Why did he spank that guard like that? Though,
1: he <laughs> thought about it for so. He was eyeballing yeah, it. Yeah, like, he
0: was like looking at the guard. Like pause. He was looking at the guard for a little bit too long, and then he did it. And then he started like.
1: This like, is a family-appropriate oh show, so I'm going to change the name of the actual skit from Key and Peele. But if you ever watched the slap butt skill skit on Key and Peele, uh-huh. that's what Odell Beckham was doing because he was eyeballing. his off. Like, "I need to do it. I need to. Should I do it? Should I?" And he spanked him, which is weird. But anyways, yeah. the Chiefs took care of business against the Titans, like they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill didn't have the game of his life, so I didn't have to get caught up. Well, he's a Mariota so, jersey. So. He, he still played good. He still yeah. played good, yeah. yeah.
2: He had 200, 200 yards, passing
0: yards. No turnovers.
1: Um uh-uh. uh,
0: He played two touchdowns? basically
1: the yeah, game two touchdowns that he's played all year mm-hmm. for the Titans, and if they don't give him a new deal, I really don't know what they're doing.
0: Again, Mariota probably could have put up those numbers, I'm just saying, but.
1: If he didn't hold on to the ball for a very long time, and gets sacked a lot. Yeah. Anyway, so let's just preview the Super Bowl. Well, I'm going to ask a oh. question. Okay.
3: Good.
1: Okay. If you're the Titans GM, what kind of contract do you give Ryan Tannehill following a short one?
3: I'm saying a four-year deal. What? Wait. Okay, here, you say why you want to give four-year him a 4 deal. Four-year deal because obviously he proved that he can win games for you.
1: Okay. How much are you giving him a year, knowing that the top quarter, knowing that Kirk Cousins, who didn't make it as far as him, which if you're his agent, you're gonna bring this up, is making twenty eight million a year? Shoot, sure. and thirty Dak million. Is, Dak is demanding thirty five, and I'm pretty sure he's gonna get at
0: least that. So, and I know he doesn't deserve it, but he's gonna get it, and so that's gonna reset the market again. Mm-hmm. So let's. Okay,
3: I'm gonna say a four year. I'm gonna go. I would probably shoot him like a 21 million a year. For four years? hmm
0: I mean, I guess mine is a little bit more similar. I'd probably give him a two-year deal for like 40 million a year. Yeah. And so that way I could cut ties after two seasons.
1: So you're talking a two-year, $80 million contract? It's a lot If point. I could give him less, then yeah, that I would give him that's less. That's a big contract. See, I was thinking of four-year, 26 million a year. Mm-hmm. So See, you're looking at go on, like, a four-year, $102 million deal. Which is, honestly, it, fans write this down and see which one of us is the closest, but that's definitely the ballpark. Anywhere from four-year, $80 million, to, shoot, two-year, $80 million, maybe. maybe.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's the same amount of money either yeah. way. It's just, if I was the Tennessee GM, I don't know if I want to commit to him right away. I mean, he's like, still
1: not that old.
0: No, he's not, which is fine. Like, if he plays well, great. Pay him all the money you can. If he doesn't great, he has like maybe one more year left and you're out. That's
3: it. I don't know, the only thing I got to think about is is he wants to be a franchise guy, right? Obviously. Sure, yeah. All will correct Is he going to take that 2-year contract? Like he wants some stability to be the franchise guy. I mean, that's 40. why you him mean, 40, 40
1: million a year then yeah. yeah. Sign <laughs> so, I think I he could boy. get get away with like 2-year 33 a year. No. So, like two so year, it's, it's just a
3: million. big contract for two yeah. years for a quarterback. I mean,
0: because he hasn't started a full season
1: for the Tennessee yeah. Titans. Well, the fortunate thing so. for the Titans is that a lot of their players are really young, and they're going to be on rookie deals. If you do a two-year deal, they're going to be on their rookie deals while Tannehill yeah. is playing out his contract.
3: Yeah, but then you also think about like a lot of them are on their rookie deals, and why do they have two to two three years
1: left on their deals? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, Derrick
0: Henry's a free agent after this uh-huh. season.
1: That's their number one priority. Yeah. Oh, but, if you're the Titans GM, how much do you give Derrick Henry? He resets the market, doesn't he? Everything. Yeah. Everything! <laughs> everything. <laughs> he definitely, resets, he definitely
3: yeah. resets the market, especially after Todd Gurley set the market and mm.
1: underperformed. Yeah, he really did. So. Well, do you think that helps Derrick Henry? or? Yes. No, I think it helps Derrick Henry. Because yeah,
0: okay. Derrick Henry's been way more healthier than Todd Gurley. Yeah.
1: What's Gurley making? 13 a year? Something like that.
0: Yeah, 13. He's not Le'Veon Bell, who's making like $10 million a
1: year. Do you sign Derrick Henry to the type of deal that quarterbacks get? Like a five- or six-year deal?
3: Nah. Uh, I'd give him, an, I'd give him a four-year deal.
1: Yeah, a four-year because de- he's a running back.
0: Yeah, yeah, he is. So let's, it's good to be like, hey, prove us wrong and we'll give you more money.
1: You know, someone's going to take him. But are the Titans me. in that position to say that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were one step away from the Super Bowl this year. I mean, just to tell Derrick Henry prove us wrong and we'll give you more money. Oh. well, no, you well, give him a lot of money now. Go, Derrick Henry could go wherever he wants. No, yeah, one
0: hundred percent. No, come to the Steelers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We don't have that kind of money, but we really don't. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever
1: money. you do, Derrick Henry, don't sign with the New England Patriots. <laughs> that's all I'm asking. Anyways,
3: that's true. But that's a good question. Should we preview the? Super Bowl real fast and move on to the next. Oh, uh, well, I figure we could preview the Super Bowl next week.
0: Yeah, let's save it for next week. Okay, because well, let's. We
3: there's the Senior Bowl this weekend, see Senior Bowl, all the college things after the like before the Pro Bowl, all the college. Basically. Well we could do
0: that next week too
3: after it's all. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, look for look for Jacob Nip. He's in one of them. I think oh he's in the gosh. East West Shrine Bowl.
0: You're right. He is there.
3: All right. Well, coming up next.
0: We got some news. We got some retirement news, and we got your daily AB news. Well, I guess not daily because it came out last week, but it's all tied together. Don't worry,
1: there'll be more.
2: All right,
3: welcome back to the Cycle Three Six Five episode seventeen. We just went over yeah the NFL playoffs and. Now we're going to move into some retirements that happen in the nfl so cody hit us with who retired
1: well we have eli manning who we got the news of today a few hours ago via few hours espn ago. Da, 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 oh, came up copyrighted but keep um, going <laughs> oh, oh, <hi. laughs> there it's all messed up now but anyways <laughs> eli manning retired and luke keekly and we'll address them in that order eli manning We've known for a couple years that he probably should have retired. Yeah. And the signs were on the wall, the writing was on the wall when Daniel Jones was drafted in the first round, Mm -hmm. which Daniel Jones is kind of looking like a pretty solid pick. Yeah. Especially with how Dwayne Haskins played, but we'll talk about that later. But Eli Manning, one of the greatest folk heroes in NFL history. (laughs) Big facts. For beating the undefeated Patriots. (laughs) And then beating the favorite Patriots again, Eli Manning is one of the greatest folk heroes and one of the greatest football heroes of our generation for denying the New England Patriots two rings. Yeah. So, what's your guys' uh, thoughts on Eli Manning?
0: Okay, well, I was going to ask a question, but I think he is probably a first ballot Hall of Famer. What about you?
3: Oh yeah, he's definitely. A oh
0: okay, all right.
3: Well, I have you, no, I have no right. uh, argument against it. Okay.
1: I don't. What about you, Cody? First ballot's a really strong statement. <laughs> he has two Super Bowls. He really does have two Super Bowl rings. And he
0: almost... Yeah, well, yeah, he did. He beat a team that was undefeated and could have broke a record.
1: Yeah, it's just... His interceptions are really high. I mean, but, I mean, maybe that's just, you know, it's recency bias. So yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and say... Okay, he's a definite Hall of Famer. I'm just sure. putting that out there. But he definitely could be a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's just, you know, it was hard to watch at the end of his career.
0: Mm-hmm. Is Archie Manning making the Hall of Fame before him? Is he in the know. Hall of
3: Fame? Oh, no. I don't think Archie Manning I don't think he'll make it in before. <laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't <laughs> know if
1: Archie Manning ever led the Saints to a winning season, bro. I think, they were really I think bad. Peyton yeah. will
3: make it first. Well, yeah, because he, he, he is. He is going to be a first ballot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and See? then Eli will follow him a few years later.
1: Okay. That's why I have, like, a hard time saying that he's going to be a first ballot. Because you think of first ballot guys, you have, like, Peyton Manning, John Elway, like, Dan Marino. Those guys that would be on the Rushmore, right? Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't put Eli Manning on a quarterback Rushmore. But if we're being
0: honest, <clears throat> Eli Manning has the same number of Super Bowls as his brother,
3: and as Big Ben. And John Elway. And John Elway. There you go. <laughs> like... Like, they're not... They're and not two that, more than Dan Marino. They're not that weird to, like, he's not weird. To, that weird to throw in with those names. Yeah. I mean, his stats aren't, like...
0: His you can look at like a names, lot of but... stats from, like, past quarterbacks, and they don't look great either.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's like, definitely yeah. a different day and age. No. But, yeah, it is. it is. For quarterback stats. Because I'm pretty sure if you look at, like, career numbers, that Tony Romo's averages are all higher than Eli Manning's. They are. But I would not put Tony Romo in the Hall of Fame.
3: Yeah, and I also wouldn't put him in a game right now. (laughs) No, he barely knows where
1: he is. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it'd be like that. It was a tough AFC Championship commentary game for Tony Romo. He was lost. Cody started
0: commentating over Romo because he felt like he could do it better. So he started commentating
3: like it was a radio broadcast. (laughs) (laughs) We got five receivers to the left. Um, (laughs) Pfeiffer Holmes takes a snap, drops back, three-step drop. And we're all just like, Cody, yeah, we, could we see can see it. it. <laughs> I, I, look, I'm not, I wasn't hired, was I?
1: Well. Plus, it's better than when they just stand there in silence. They're just like, I mean, all right, next play. And I'm like, yeah, I know, it's the next play. That's why you got
0: to talk about other things. Like the, um, what is it? He said, oh, chill out, Conor McGregor. Is yeah. that what he said? <laughs> no, yeah, he
3: was talking about, like, I don't know, Conor McGregor winning in 40 seconds. We're for, like, I don't remember what it was but
0: well it's cause one of the kick returners like kinda did a hurdle and almost kicked him I' yeah almost Spartan
3: face. kicked him in the face yeah <laughs> yeah. pulled
0: an AB if I do say yeah. so but
1: anyways um, so that's Eli Manning Eli Manning good job good yeah. career thanks for beating the Patriots twice yeah. big thanks did and, Antonio
0: Gates retire too
1: I'm Antonio sorry. Gates did retire. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Antonio he's, Gates. He's also a first ballot hall of yeah, famer. So he's first ballot. For he sure. really is first ballot. He yeah. leads all tight ends in total touchdowns. Yeah. Because nobody could stop him in the red zone. Yeah. And I'd say he's the fourth best tight end of all time.
0: He's a, he was undrafted too it's important to keep that in mind yeah. but he was a basketball
1: player he was he was yeah, like he, ev- what everyone says about athletic tight ends <laughs> basically yeah. well
0: he was the first one I feel you know the first one to really Tony <coughs> Gonzalez also played that. some basketball what wait who came out first Tony Gonzalez
3: oh yeah okay you're right. he's also already in the Hall of Fame yeah but Tony Antonio Gonzalez. Gates Tony Gonzalez being the best tight end of all time uh, yeah. yes
0: but wait but did Antonio Gates play any college football
3: uh I don't know. I know Julius Thomas didn't.
1: I'm pretty sure Antonio Gates played like one season. Yeah.
3: I could be wrong. Because he wasn't
0: drafted for a reason. So we just looked it up, and Antonio Gates did not play college football. Right, Cody?
1: He did not, but he wanted to play football at Michigan State under then-coach Nick Saban. Oh. But Nick Saban only wanted him to play football. Yeah. So, kind of a Bo, Bo Jackson kind of scenario. Oh. And he was like, um, no, I want to play basketball. So, so that, that'd that be a cool uh, theoretical thing to think about. Well, what he, if he knew he, how football worked because no, he was yeah. being recruited for football and basketball. Yeah, but so. what if
0: Antonio Gates chose to play at Michigan State with Nick Saban? Would he have went to a different team in the draft? Probably.
1: He would have went to a different team. He would have definitely been drafted. He would have been we'll drafted. Oh, yeah. Um, he probably wouldn't have played for as long as he did, honestly. No problem. Because basketball in college is way easier on your body than football. Football.
0: Yeah. I mean you're
1: you're probably not wrong. Unless your name's Kevin Ware, then nothing's easier for you. Right, let's not R.I.P. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, he's not dead. I know it's he's just not just dead, like... but he yeah, yeah, I but anyways, anyways. anyways. Luke Keekly also retired. Yes. Did you guys watch his video? I did. It was really heartfelt. Yeah, heartbreaking. Almost, sure. almost moved me to tears when he choked up. I was like, that's a grown man. <laughs> but Luke Kuechly, one of the – probably the best linebacker of this decade. Yeah, we, he, yeah. We, when we went through linebackers, he was
3: in my top five. Oh, yeah. So, I think he'll be a Hall of Famer too. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer though? I
1: don't know about first ballot, but he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Okay. I, I might mean,
0: give him first ballot to be honest. I
1: didn't see the all-decade team – For the 2010s of the NFL, but I'm pretty sure he he should be the linebacker, the inside linebacker for the All-Decade Team. If we're being
0: honest, he brought the Panthers to a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, he was he was basically the coach on the field for that really good defense they had, Mm -hmm. and he's the only reason that Josh Norman was any good. So that's yeah, yeah,
0: you're right. So I don't know. I mean, like I know he retired early, and his stats aren't like okay. In the years that he played, his stats are amazing. But if we're comparing it to all-time greats, it's yeah, you know, it's obviously lacking, as it should. Uh, I think he has done enough though to make it to the Hall of Fame as a first ballot because he's he was. I think he might have been the first player ever to win Rookie Defensive Player of the Year, and then the next year right after, win Defensive Player of the Year, which is crazy, and then he never looked back. Mm-hmm. His worst season he had he had at least a hundred tackles.
1: Yeah. So I don't know yeah. if I'd say first ballot just because he
0: didn't play long enough. Yeah. It's, okay.
1: it's eight seasons, but he'll get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. So he's a surefire candidate though.
3: Oh yeah. Alright. But Simon, do you want an enlightenment of why he decided to retire?
0: Yeah, what? uh so if you didn't see the video, obviously it was injuries and he was talking about he can't play as hard or as fast as he used to and you know let me i'm going to call out some people the nfl media and the media in general i feel like love to make that whole statement sound like he had like you know knee problems and ankle problems and stuff like that like like it was literally anything but the head but let's be honest i'm pretty sure it's concussions
1: i mean he had a handful of concussions throughout his nfl career
0: yes he had at least 3 But as a linebacker who has over a thousand tackles, there's no way that you only have have had three concussions, and that's during your NFL career. During your college career, he could have at least had two or three. During high school, he could have had you could add on another two or three, and you could throw it back to kids like Pop Warner. He could you could have added at least one. So we're looking at possibly maybe double-digit concussions if we're being honest. By the time he's 28. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's pretty scary, you know. And we've seen plenty of other you know players retire early because of this, you know. Or because of injuries in general. Obviously, Andrew Lux, like, you know, his reason of retiring was different, right? It was the whole wear and tear thing. Not as much concussions. But it's not far off to think that he had concussions. At, there's no way. Like, there's no way he only had maybe one or two in the amount of time he played. Because he did not have a
1: line. We also had Chris Borland who retired after one yes. NFL season because he wanted to be healthy.
0: Yeah, yeah, Chris Borland—he retired. He, he sided directly. It was concussions, you know, like he didn't, he didn't like that. And yeah, it's a, it's a scary thing because CTE is definitely a real thing, as we could see today. And you know what? That kind of leads on to our next thing. So Antonio Brown. This came out a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, a couple weeks ago from when. This podcast is going to be released, but he was caught on video. No, actually, he wasn't caught on video. He videotaped himself, which should say a lot about him. But he videotaped himself, went live on Instagram of him berating his his own children, first off, and then the mother of his children, as well as the cops who were taking them away because they, you know, it was another domestic abuse call that they got. Uh, I want to say it was the fourth or fifth one that those cops got in that year. They said, which is why they basically said he's not welcome in that community anymore.
1: So they uh, also gave back his donation. Yes. After he was calling him a bunch of slurs and a bunch of names. Oh yeah, it was. So they gave back bad. a huge donation that he actually donated to the police department of that city. I guess. Yeah,
0: and there's there's a lot to say about that. Um, first off, I I don't like that he was filming that at all. Like it's one thing if he was caught on video doing it, but he obviously felt like it was a good idea for himself to do it and then post it on social media. There is nobody that is that stupid at the over the age of 30. Let's be real. Well, yeah. There is, obviously. Yeah. there's one, yes. his name is Antonio Clown. You're right though. So, how concerned are you both?
1: I mean, I remember we talked about this a few months ago, and I was like, eh, I don't know if Antonio Brown has CTE, because he was on my fantasy team, (laughs) and I didn't want it to be true, but Antonio Brown definitely has CTE. Otherwise, he wouldn't be acting like a man-child, in my opinion. You're right. What about Mm -hmm. you, Jesse? No, he definitely has CTE. I think so, okay. I'm pretty sure you were on that side a couple months ago.
3: I was definitely on
0: that
1: side. I oh, Yeah, because yeah, there
0: were, I'll be honest, the media, they love to spin it this way, but they keep saying, oh, they keep releasing reports, even though I haven't actually seen these reports from anybody. But, you know, they keep saying, oh, Antonio Brown has always been this way. He's always been kind of like an egomaniac. He's always been, like, acting very, you know, erratic. But, like, if we're being honest, if he's always been this way, then he wouldn't be on an NFL team to begin with.
1: He, he right? definitely hasn't always been this way, because I remember that I kind of liked him when he was first had his like big breakout season. Yeah. Because he, the, I forget the exact like wording of it, but the reason he chose his number was because of how many teams passed on him or something like that. Yeah. Because he was a six-round draft pick, and he always played with a chip on his shoulder mm-hmm. and played with heart. Now he plays with his mouth. Yeah. Pause. <laughs> yeah. I mean you're
0: exactly right though so his and here's something that i didn't quite like but his agent basically said all right well i'm terminating my contract with antonio brown until he gets better and so if i'm being honest the way that comes across to me is that like all right i'm terminating my contract with you until you can make me money again and so that's how i see it and that doesn't really sit well with me because he
3: I don't know. Well, also, let's be honest, I don't think Antonio Brown's going to be in another NFL team anymore. No. I don't think he's ever going to make more money like that, so I don't think that I think that his agent should have just said, I'm cutting ties <laughs> with Antonio Brown.
1: That's it. Yeah, just left it at I that. I mean, I feel like there's nothing wrong with... It's Drew Rosenhaus, right? Yeah. I feel like there's nothing wrong with him saying, I'm cutting ties with Antonio Brown until he seeks professional help. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. Cause because at least the agent gets, is... Yeah, go ahead. I, I, at least the agent is admitting that, yeah, he's having some mental issues mm-hmm. that need yeah. to be addressed professionally.
3: Because you can't just say, and wouldn't tell he gets better. Because he's not going to get better. Well, yeah. yeah,
0: I don't think... Honestly, if he does see professional health, is there even a way he can get better? Like, maybe painkillers and... But then that gets that's real, a slippery slope. Yeah, it gets real complicated because then you just get to the point, and you we've seen it with a lot of these players who have taken taken a ton of painkillers. Like they just stop like feeling things, and, and then that turns into suicide. I mean, we likely. don't
1: we don't really know a lot about CTE is the problem, no, or how to treat it. So, I feel like if Antonio Brown would have to be like. Basically, this is like this sounds bad, but it, he basically have to be a lab rat on how to treat CTE, yeah. which he has the money to fund the treatment at least. I don't know if he has the money anymore, to be honest. And he he could sell his house and he would definitely have a lot of money. His house is ridiculous, and he's still getting paid. I'm pretty sure. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not getting paid by the Raiders. No, no, they don't have to pay him anything. Or didn't the Steelers have to pay him one more year too? No,
0: this was. This was it. So well then, <laughs> yeah, he's broke. <laughs> he's very broke. He the Raiders didn't have to pay him anything. The Patriots don't have to pay him anything. So nobody's paying Antonio Brown anything. All right. Yeah. And so that kind of leads. I don't know. I mean, is this is this a sign of things to come? Because uh, I think it's worth bringing this up. But I saw that Aaron Hernandez. Uh, documentary That's on Netflix And it's really good I give it a watch First things first though Aaron Hernandez had a lot of things That was wrong with him Um I'm pretty sure he was a closeted guy For sure So there's that So The things he would do Was like To overcompensate And show that he was a masculine dude So that nobody would ever assume he was gay If I'm being real And so That definitely had a role to play in, But like Oh my gosh They it, Some uh, In the documentary there was like a straight two or three minute reel of him just taking really bad hits to the head and you could see him like in pain obviously and then kind of just walking off and then coming back in just to have him like get his head taken off and it was bad this was before like the nfl kind of cared cared about concussions but like we'd see like tons of like crowns of the heads like just hitting his head over and over and over again for probably a straight four or five minutes Which is a lot considering these are two or three second clips. So that's, yeah, it's bad. And like, we know what happened to Aaron Hernandez. He ended up committing suicide in his jail cell. Uh, And they said that he had the brain of a 70-year-old at the age of 27. So that says a lot. We see obviously what's happening with Antonio Brown. I'm not trying to say nothing about it, but if I'm being real, the actions of both of them are very eerily similar, if I'm being honest, from, for, by all accounts. At least that's the way how I see it. I don't I don't know. It looks almost exactly the same, which is really scary. I'm just going to throw that out there. And then, obviously, Luke Kuechly retired because of concussions. So, uh, what do you think this means for football in general?
3: I mean, unfortunately, it would just probably lead to the NFL putting more rules on helmet-to-helmet helmet contact, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, again, it's a part of the game. I don't know if, like, obviously the repercussions is not part of, like, what not what football is meant to be. Like, it's not supposed to end people's lives. Yeah. But that's what it is. So, like, um, I think refs and officials in the NFL can con- continue to put regulations on it, but I don't think it's ever going to be fixed.
0: That's fair. Well, see, I don't know about it from a regulation standpoint. I'm thinking more about, like, the NFL helping their players after they retire. Because I know there are a couple leagues that, you know, they have players on their health insurance policies and all of that. The NFL doesn't provide... They basically provide zero support after you're done with them.
1: That's... That changed a couple of years ago, actually. Oh, did um, it? A lot of funding goes to retired players out of rookie contracts, basically. Oh. So, okay. rookie... Like... That's why you don't see Sam Bradford contracts anymore. Mm-hmm. It's because they're taking it out. Jesse and you know, I actually learned about this in sport law because of that was part of the settlement of the original concussion case against the NFL a few years ago.
0: You're right, actually. I, I did watch that. I, I, I know about that. Is that enough, though? Do you believe that's enough?
1: I, I feel like the biggest implications are the youth sport participation in football, which has yeah. already been... Declining. Declining. Rapidly. Because of the news on these concussions happening. Mm -hmm. But I feel like football is football. People will eventually be smart of the risk. And, you know, even though I love football, I probably wouldn't let my kid play until middle school. at least. I don't feel like they need to be running around popping into each other as elementary schoolers, you know.
3: I know. I would say that. But at the same time, I played. So I played when I was in sixth grade. Right? same mm-hmm. um, but when you're anything lower than 6th grade so like a 5th grader or something like that how hard are you really hitting each other in full gear I don't know if it's really that's the issue I think it is into the middle school years and into high school is where it starts to get bad like I don't think your 3rd, 4th and 5th graders are going to be hitting each other hard enough like when, I remember when I played when I was in 6th grade and I just basically had a bobblehead running around and like I would just push people and they'd fall over so like it
0: I feel like it's different because
1: like I definitely got lit up a few times when I was in sixth grade. Yeah.
0: I think all of us have watched Friday Night Tikes, so we know how hard they could hit. And obviously that's Texas football and like there's a bigger difference with like you know, kids in size, because I know here like they have restrictions against that. Like, patch, having patch limit. Yeah, and I thought that was the weirdest thing when I moved here. I'm like, what the heck?
1: Well there used there used <laughs> to be double patch and single patch, but now it's only single patch. Yeah, double-patch means you can touch the
0: ball. Oh, my God. I kinda, see, that. then that becomes a whole thing, then, because, like, I kind of don't like the idea that just because a kid might be a little bit bigger, they can't ever really touch the ball.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I don't – I just – I don't have – I'm going to let – I'm disagreeing against – I'm going to let my kid play football whenever – if they want to play football whenever they want to start. Tackle? Yeah. Okay. Because I just don't think – I don't think before middle school – that yes I think it has to do less with how hard they hit each other more that their brain is still like building developing. itself developing yeah so like, that's why where it could come into issue but I don't think it's based on the hits that these kids are putting on each other when you're in fourth grade that's
1: fair well I the mean, ground can hit harder than any of them can that's they're, they're going to, into the ground
3: they're yeah. also not running super fast either so I, for
1: us it though, depends yeah I don't know. Maybe I mean, it's when you were playing sixth grade football. Did you ever not go 100? Oh,
3: I went 100, percent but I also wasn't nearly as fast as I was that, like am now. Well,
1: yeah,
0: but and, I think it's relative for sure.
1: Cause, yeah, like, it definitely with the two fourth like graders that. running at each other full speed, even though they're not that fast. Like you were saying, scaled to them and their brain development, you know, it's different because they are a
0: little bit smaller. So it doesn't take a lot to shake at the same
3: time going back to what I said about like the bobblehead is like the pads Like when you when you're in fourth grade the pads are gigantic on you. So you have a lot more cushion on it
0: sometimes. Yeah I mean there are kids who have pads that are fitted. I think that might just be a Texas thing though I saw a
1: lot of that if you play football in grades one through five in Colorado, you're going to play it against sports you're because getting a bubble head <laughs> and you're getting, you're getting a used helmet that meets the standards. Because the kid might not want to play football again the year after that, and try a different sport.
0: You're right. Yeah. I mean, see, that's that's tough because I think I for sure, I let my kid play flag football at least till him or hers like eleven or twelve.
1: Probably that's when, at least... that's when middle school starts. So yeah, does it?
0: because middle school for us in texas started sorry football started in the seventh grade so it was kind of weird we'd have like sixth grade with no sports at all then seventh grade
1: so i mean middle school here sixth grade which is like 11 or 12
0: yeah but yeah no i'd probably let them play until then and then if there's like a gap year or whatever where they if they still want to play then yeah for sure go for it it's you know obviously it's something no one really wants to see because like at this point, there's no way of knowing how damaged your brain is at any time.
1: I love football. I love the game of football. And I understand the consequences. Yeah, But I'm going to make sure that, you know, my children understand that, you know, even if you play as a little kid or even if you play in high school, you could die. You know. could die at
3: anything. All the I mean, you time. could die. Well, at yeah, anything you're right. All the though so you could be driving to school tomorrow and get hit by a car and
1: die. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. No, that's true. I'm just saying. I want to make sure that yeah, they know my the children risks. know the risks. Yeah, I mean, they're kid. gonna know the. Trust me, if they don't want to ride a roller coaster, I'm gonna be like, the car right here was more dangerous. Get on the roller coaster. I mean, sheesh. <laughs>
0: you're right. Though, like, the death isn't like an instant death, though. It's probably like. Probably, an, it's an agonizing death, if we're being honest. Well, it's there's one some way... high schoolers that just
1: die on the spot. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're right, though. But, like, for the most part, for the majority of it, but it's, it's, it's an very agonizing rare. death. Yeah, that you will see over time, and that everyone will see over time, except you, which is the scary part, assuming you as in the player. So... I'm,
1: I'm going to bring this back a little bit to just the CT thing okay. in general. Something that should be considered while discussing this is the fact that everybody's brain is different. Yeah. Because you see some NFL players live till they look like a skeleton. Jim mm-hmm. Brown. Like Yeah, Jim Brown is cool. still alive. He, he was Jim Brown, and he played in the era where they were wearing jokes of helmets. Yeah, they were <laughs>
3: wearing leather. Yeah.
1: So, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's definitely a case-by-case <clears throat> basis. Mm-hmm. True. So, you can't, I feel like you can't make sweeping changes to so the way that like NFL players are treated afterwards, like you should have the resources there, but not all of them are going to need them. Mm-hmm. That's true. No. But
0: even then, it's really rare. I think it's at this point it's very rare, like as is to find a person whose body is built to withstand maybe a year of NFL football, if that, you know. So that's already rare as is. But like to find a person that will withstand like ten Derrick, years of NFL Derrick football.
3: Henry. You Derrick, need Derrick Henry's maybe. body, basically.
1: Yeah. Derrick Henry could withstand twenty years of football. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Probably. I mean, if this
0: doesn't age well, then it doesn't age well. But yeah.
1: Here I'm gonna knock on wood for Derrick Henry because I care about him. Yeah, there we go, Denry. But anyways,
3: also I think I think a good thing just to bring up too, and this is, you know, just continue to look in the advancements of helmets. Um, sure. And that could be a big reason of why this happened to Antonio Brown. Cause if you go back to the beginning of this year, he was he almost quit football because they wouldn't have let him wear his old helmet. When they're saying, you have to wear this helmet so that you can
1: be safe. It's probably oh, the well, same helmet right. that yeah. his brain got scrambled in against Vontaze Perfect. Yeah. If we're being
0: honest, it's not that difficult to imagine a world where AB is still sane because Vontaze Perfect didn't decide to make a dirty hit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm so, going to be honest, I feel like, personally, the rules that are in place right now for Helmet to Helmet and Crown of the Helmet are fine. Yeah. I don't feel yeah, like they need yeah. to be any more than that. I
0: don't think they can be improved on, if I'm being honest.
1: Like, if you aim for someone's head, specifically, you're going to get flagged. Yeah, and you get ejected from the game. You can't play anymore. Yeah. Like, it, especially if it's intentionally. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, that you shouldn't do that. Because that's not how you tackle anyway. Jesse and I have been talking about this every single time a football game comes, comes on and somebody tackles with their head down. That's not how you tackle somebody. Yeah. You square her up. And as my coach said, you reach for your holsters and you explode. <laughs> use your hips.
0: And That's it, or you know, mm-hmm. alligator roll too if you need to. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. But you know, people are still gonna do it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wonder how Vontas perfect feels because, in my opinion, is perfect is about as guilty as Aaron Hernandez right now. If anything happens to AB, so I'm just gonna put that out mm-hmm. there.
3: But at the same, at the same time. You could probably say Montez Burke definitely has some sort of CTE in his own. He definitely does. So, I
0: mean, he checked everybody with his He probably head. doesn't yeah. even
3: know what happened. Oh, he knows what happened. He no, was I his know, teammate. He, but, <laughs> no, I know, but I'm just saying. Like, I don't think he really. What, I don't want to say. I don't want to say cares because he obviously he probably cares. He's a human being, but does he really care?
0: I mean, so I think this is something to keep up. Or, uh, or to remember, but remember when Antonio Brown called Mike Mayock Mayo Boy? Mm-hmm. That so, was <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. That's the point. Uh, when they are yelling, Vontas Berfic was the one who held back AB from swinging on Mike Mayock. Mm-hmm. I
1: forgot they were on the same team yeah, for a right. half a second. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah.
3: In Oklahoma, or Oakland, yeah.
0: Yeah. So obviously Vontas Berfic at that time at least cared about AB in some way because he didn't let AB beat Mike Mayock
1: to a pole. <laughs> well, that also probably works in Vontis' favor for a contract, but
0: I mean we don't know if he's gonna get another contract anymore, but yeah. So I don't know. It's it's interesting seeing where the where football is going. Well, let's just be let's just throw this out there. What are the chances of football getting Banned because it's happened before. Absolutely not. Uh, no, because the NFL the, the NFL biggest. makes too much money. No, no, I know, I know. I know but let's let's entertain it because let's say there's a president that doesn't care about football. Let's entertain the idea. How 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 big
1: is that uh, th- chance? Maybe I, in I a thousand that. years. Yeah, I don't think even even give even, it a
3: percentage. Yeah.
1: Point zero 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 one. Okay. Yeah,
3: because even if there's a president that doesn't care about football. If he takes like if he takes that away, companies that run on football are gonna uprise. You know.
0: Fair. What about the idea that middle school or even little league, pop Warner football
1: leagues could get banned?
3: I think that's more likely than. I don't. Than I
1: wouldn't even say I don't, banned. There'd just be more restrictions put on them.
3: Well, let's say banned. I'm,
0: this is just for fun. You know I mean, still point percent.
1: Yeah. Let me hit you with this. I don't Simon know about that Let me hit you with this. Mm. The likelihood of things getting banned as years go on is less and less likely, and we could just compare this to normal government policies, right? Do you see the du- like 50, 60 years ago, if you said that marijuana was going to be legalized anywhere in the U.S? They would call you crazy. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But now there's actually a conversation about it. Presidential candidates are talking about federally making it legal. And, you know, like that never would have happened. Mushrooms are being decriminalized, have been decriminalized here in Colorado. Like that doesn't mean I'm not endorsing mushrooms or marijuana on the podcast. But I'm saying just for historical sake and policy sake that the chances of that while moving forward and progressing and learning more... It's less likely. It's more likely, as Jesse was talking about, that equipment gets better and certain rules and, are changed and yeah, I would think, I than would the think, sport getting banned.
3: I would think okay. that people would put more effort and more research and time and money into improving the equipment than they would start go looking at banning stuff. Exactly. No, yeah.
0: But, like, let's be real. There are more people who don't watch football than those who do.
1: So. Well, football makes more money than the people that don't watch football, so. Uh, no, it, it that's definitely true. I don't know about that. The shield is worth so much on its own. As what like about a soccer fans? Soccer we'll say, fan? we'll say it, in, we're talking about America, America, right?
0: No, I'm talking like I'm kind of yeah. I'm talking about America, but like I'm talking about the world in general because football is not. It's it's growing. Let's be real. Exactly, okay, it's well, growing.
1: So it's maybe not, maybe yeah. it's banned in other countries, well, but not, banned, not banned here in the world. United States. Okay. I'm saying it could potentially be banned in other parts of the world. Uh, I also but I
3: also would disagree with that. I don't think it will be banned in other parts of the world. I think if anything, like Simon just said, it's growing and it's going to continue to grow. And it's, if anything, it's going to get bigger and less likely banned anywhere. Well, the rest of the world I don't place know about rugby, less... by the way. Yeah. Okay, fast. There's something but, else, but something different about rugby is rugby, cool. rugby is not as violent as football is. Like, this is true, and,
1: but it's it's easily – you can if you're going to compare football to anything – Internationally, mm-hmm. you compare it to rugby. Yeah, but rugby
0: th- is different though because you pretty much always see who's tackling you. You're never going to be blindsided. Yeah, it's usually it, not.
3: I would say I would say you probably get hit more and you have no pads on in rugby. Sure. I played rugby, yeah. but the hits aren't nearly as. Well, as vicious. well, pads. Um, it's
1: been proven that pads make you a bit more brave to hit harder. Yes, in football, so you do it's hit a psychological harder. Psychological thing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's like, oh, I'm safe, and you go, Pfft, and yeah, like there's, there's like, but... even
3: like going back to the Vontez Burfitt hit. There's nobody in rugby that's ever going to hit like that because if you do, the person who throws the hit's also going to be broken on the ground as well. Oh yeah, so, no facts.
0: Yeah, but see, here's where I'm coming from. I think if football does expand internationally, I could definitely see international pressure for football to be, like, you know, banned at certain ages, at least full contact, all pads football.
1: Well, that's what I'm thinking. We will have to see. Okay. And coming up next, we do have some international sporting news. Oh, we do. Regarding the Olympics. So, up next. maybe it'll spill over. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the
0: Cycle365. So we're gonna talk about the Olympics. As y'all know, the Olympics, or maybe you don't know this, but the Olympics is this year, the Summer Olympics that is in Tokyo. And so I saw this online and I was a little bit surprised. It's a rule now, or I guess it's official. So the rule just came up, I guess. Well, not just came up, but a couple weeks ago, it was made public that uh, political protests are not allowed in the Olympics anymore. Which is is a little crazy.
1: Yeah, especially considering the history behind political statements during Mm -hmm. the Olympics. But I'll go ahead and read exactly what the rule is. Because Rule 50 was a part of the Olympic Charter already. Mm -hmm. Stating that there were to be no political protests. However, there is some misunderstandings i guess you'd say from athletes and they were frustrated by like what exactly that rule even meant so the rules are no kneeling or no politically motivated hand gestures no political messages on signs or armbands and absolutely no disruptions of medal ceremonies the ioc announced the guidelines thursday after a meeting with its athletic commission where the organization's challenge was to bounce growing demands from the athletes to be able to speak out on issues with ensuring the games pass without sparking diplomatic incidents. That was an official statement from the IOC.
0: Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. So I don't know if I'm being honest, my opinion about this is really negative. I feel like there are plenty of countries in the world that honestly, they don't have the same benefits that we do here as you know, in the United States. And so there, there's definitely plenty of reason to, you know, on an international stage like that, make a protest, make a statement like that. Because you never know, maybe it puts international pressure on that country to make changes. Uh, it doesn't happen all the time, but it's definitely happened sometimes at least. Right, Cody?
1: Absolutely. So I'll just run through a quick history of notable political protests at the Olympics. Go for it. So the Olympics started in the late 1800s, mind you. So officially, officially, officially started started in the Olympics. And one of the first protests was in 1906. This runner, Peter O'Connor, he was an Irish man, but they made a rule where during that year that a country had to be nominated by an Olympic committee and Ireland didn't have an Olympic committee in 1906. Interesting. And rights for Ireland to be self-governing were still a big deal. Yeah. Peter O'Connor, thinking he was going to run for Ireland, ended up having to run for Great Britain. Hmm. Which is a big deal back in the early 1900s where, you know, British people were pretty horrible to Irish people. And, you know, during during a moment, he managed to run away and he put up the Irish flag on a flagpole while his teammate distracted like the officials.
0: Wait, during the medal ceremony or during, when was this?
1: It was, it it was in the stadium. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And he climbed a flagpole saying that read, forgive me if my Irish is a bit off, Erin Brag, which is Ireland forever, while go somebody call. else distracted, like, the officials and stuff. And so, this was a big deal for Ireland, being an oppressed country, that, you know, this rule kind of singled them out, in a sense, like the Olympic Committee rule, so that they couldn't compete in the Olympics.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: So that's, like, a huge example. And then the next big example is probably the most notable one in American history during 1968 when John Carlos and Tommy Smith raised their fists during after their 200-meter run. Iconic. And something that's not noted is that the Australian co-medalist was also wearing an Olympic Project for Human Rights badge during the ceremony. So he was also in on the protest. Yeah,
0: so the other guy on the podium, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it wasn't like... A lot of people you know who you are, or you know who I'm talking about, will be like, oh, they they threw up the black power fist, and the white dude just had to stand there, and it was really weird. No, he was in on the protest. Yeah. So...
0: I mean, he's not from the same country either, so it's not his country.
1: No, it's just he understands that during the 1960s, during the Civil Rights Movement, that racism, it's still a problem, Mm -hmm. but it was an especially big problem then, and there was a movement... For it. Granted, they had to leave the Olympics immediately after that. Yeah, the but, Americans did, but yeah. you know, that's probably the most famous one. Fair enough. One that's not talked about as much is this gym, gymnast from Czechoslovakia. Oh. She turned her head away from the Soviet flag because the previous year, Russia, the USSR, I should say, because it was during the communist reign, mm-hmm. invaded Czechoslovakia. And she was very opposed to it because, you know, USSR bad, especially in the 1960s. And she had to train in the woods, actually, with, like, makeshift equipment and still qualified for the Olympics. And then when she was on the podium, she turned her head away from the Soviet flag. And then after that, for the rest of her life, she wasn't allowed to coach until the USSR fell apart or be a part of the sport.
0: See, I feel like there are a lot of stories from, you know athletes who are a part of the Soviet Union and had to represent them that like it, it, like they did things in protest of the Soviet Union because the Soviet Union definitely absorbed a lot of countries um, that's for all my sports fans out there who don't know history like that but they did absorb a lot of countries and they didn't really have a choice because you're not gonna fight the Soviet Union because they would, they'll Cause kill you'll em- lose. yeah because'll lose yeah they'll kill everyone to be honest so either way you lose. So you could either compete, you know, for the Soviet Union, or you could die, and that's it. You know, like there's, there's no reason. Like that's, that's just how it is. You know, and so I feel like there are a lot of stories like that, you know, that are out there for sure. There's a rich
1: history of <clears throat> protest, politic, and politics and protests being a part of the Olympics.
0: Yeah, it's a see, it's a part of free speech.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
0: but. Uh, I don't, So, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this kind of came out of nowhere. What about, what about
1: you? So, I, I did some research, and this was kind of in response to... There were a couple of Americans during the Pan Am games, so okay. Pan American games, right. that protested. So, this is in response to in 2019, because right. Happy yeah. New Year. But there is one member of the American fencing team, when they were receiving their medal and the national anthem started playing, he kneeled during the medal ceremony. Hmm. Which, I looked further into the interview from him. He's a white male. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, well, why why did you do this? And he said, well, this is my fight too. And so he said it was harder for him to be prideful in being an American because of all the hate that's going on. So he, he was just protesting, right? He has that right. Because, especially, especially because he's from the United States. And then there was also a hammer thrower. She's an African-American female. Yeah. And during the end of Star Spangled Banner, she put her head down and raised her fist up. Okay. So two, honestly, harmless forms of protest. They don't actually physically hurt anybody. Plus, they're, and then they got sanctioned. They have to serve a 12 month suspension. What?
2: yeah
0: why didn't they win though yes see here's here's my thing we're, we're gonna get a little political here i feel like as of lately any kind of protest is frowned upon in the united states if i'm being real you know colin kaepernick that fool literally deserves a job but he's he's keeps getting denied that job and trust me there are terrible quarterbacks out there that don't deserve to be out there you know we've seen his workout videos we know what's up with that but it's really sad though because i honestly feel like the united states put pressure on the olympic committee to ban like political protests altogether, because it's honestly screwing over not the united states at all but it's screwing over a ton of other little countries or i shouldn't say a little smaller
1: countries you know that that need reforms to happen, or or less developed countries. Yes, honestly. Yes, I mean think for the first time, I believe it was last Olympics, women were allowed to compete for Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's true. That's insane.
0: And honestly, that might not have even happened if, I mean, I don't know about the protesting that they do because they really can't do a ton of that. But like with international pressure, that's a powerful thing. I know I mentioned it before with football, right? but the olympics it's already there like when you're at the olympics and an athlete speaks out on not on national television but international television so millions billions of people are watching you say this like people are going to start putting pressure on countries to make changes and it happens all the time i feel but if i'm just being honest the selfishness of the united states and it might just not be them but like them probably putting pressure on the IOC, the Olympic Committee, to ban protests. That's a very selfish move. A very political, let's just be real, you know who you are, politically charged move, if we're being honest. And it's it's not
1: fair. And, and there were further stories about what protests includes. Yeah. So they said no disrupting medal ceremonies. And okay. something that is less politically charged that they talked about was this... British swimmer, and I believe it was Australian swimmer, wouldn't share the stand with the winner from China because the winner had a history of doping.
0: Okay, that's So free. that's
1: also included, but shouldn't be because wouldn't you think it's fair to not share the podium with a cheater? Yeah. Or a potential cheater. Honestly,
0: so, you should have the freedom to do what you want because you're an athlete and a
1: person. You should have the freedom to do whatever you want because that is your right as a human being to be able to express yourself. Listen, we always talk about like what amendments are important and stuff. Here in America, the first amendment of the constitution is freedom of speech, which may be the single most important law ever passed in the history of anything ever because it gives you the ability to say and do what you want freely without scrutiny. And we're seeing this attacked on a regular basis, and now it's happening internationally. So where America used to be a front runner, it was revolutionary when we introduced this idea in the 1700s, this was 200 years ago. You're right. That we introduced this idea of, hey, you can't be scrutinized for things that you say or ways that you express yourself, but now it's not like that. It's not like that. And you can tell that the IOC introducing this has it's because they want control right yeah because they there's been multiple quotes saying that from the president of the IOC Thomas Bach or Bach however you say it about you know sports and politics should be separate which I don't agree with personally but something that's hypocritical is he talked about this was a quote From the chairman of the IOC. Quote, one further step showing how sport can once more make a contribution to peace on the Korean peninsula and the world, end quote. That is definitely politically charged in the whole planning of Korea, North and South, hosting the Olympic Games, that the agenda was political. Achieving peace is political. And if the Olympics are supposed to be about international peace, then you can't take the politics out of the olympics that's big facts
0: (sighs) no you're right you're right though hey i like that but i think this is important to keep in mind too the olympics is about unity right with all the countries and freedom right like this is supposed to be a time where they could all come together and you know be at peace but if i'm being real like how much peace how much real peace could you actually have if you're fabricating it because that's what you're doing It's not real for sure, because if we're being honest, after the Olympics, they could go back and like end up nuking each other a couple months later. And if I'm being real with the things going on in the political world right now, it's not that far off to see war breaking out literally right after that summer of the Olympics. I'm just being real. Like, it's (laughs) like the world in general is on its toes, but it doesn't help being fake about it. Ain't nobody gonna know like why you have a problem with somebody else if you just go like, Fake it, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm... I don't, okay, this is going on a whole other thing. But I'm just saying, you know, you're right, though. We did champion freedom, or I'm not going to say we. but I'm going to say the United States championed freedom and free speech and all this stuff. But, like, if it comes down to it, let's just be real. Who put the pressure on the IOC to, to take that away from
1: the Olympics? From something that's supposed to support freedom ...and unity and peace. During a time of activism at an all-time high from athletes, as you said, you brought up Colin Kaepernick. You also have LeBron James, outside of the pretty arrogant China comments. Yeah, true. But you have that, and then you also have Megan Rapinoe from Mm -hmm. the U.S. women's team. And the entire U.S. women's national team in general protesting the disparity in pay, despite the greater performance, which... I talked about all summer
0: yes same
1: and you know certain people didn't like that you know who you are you know but, who you are yeah and it's just it's not i'm going to just clarify this it's not a matter of whether you agree with what's being protested or not it's a matter of free speech yeah it's a matter freedom of freedom of expression facts and so if you're and, and and another thing that's silly to me is that the IOC said that athletes could protest during their post-competition interviews. Nobody watches those. With the media, which, yeah, nobody watches those. Or they could do it on Twitter or social media. Yeah. yeah they could do that anytime. It's True. And you're not going to have the following that you're going to have on the international stage if you post something to your social media. There's no way. Because the entire world watches the Olympics, true. the entire world doesn't follow Megan Rapinoe on Instagram. That's true. There's no way. It's not possible to reach the same amount of people. Oh yeah. So it's it really is a matter of control from the IOC, and it's honestly really disappointing. Yeah. And I, I agree with you that, God. you know, it came at a very weird time for them to clarify these rules. It
0: it definitely does. I mean, obviously the Olympics are this summer, so like, weird, you know, in another way, but. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Also, with the whole media thing, like, in the United States, for the most part, you know, media isn't, like, filtered or blocked. You know what I mean? But if you go to smaller countries or less developed countries or countries Or even China. Yes, or definitely China, then, yeah, they control everything with the media. So the media that their people see is not what we see. And that's important to keep in mind. So... If you're not gonna do something during an international broadcast where like they're not expecting you to make a protest, I mean
1: it may go unheard.
0: Yeah, it will go unheard. Like you're you're essentially silencing billions of people. Anyways. But yeah, essentially you are silencing billions of people, uh because because it's politically driven, obviously.
1: And it's it's really frustrating. I read this Los Angeles Times thing today. Simon, you're gonna get an absolute kick out of this. Okay. This is Don Tonti, remember his name. Okay. Because he wrote, I believe I have the right to watch the Olympics without people forcing their beliefs on me. If that is allowed at the Olympics, then it must be allowed in a movie theater, at a concert, during a church service, at an amusement park, at a museum, and elsewhere. There are forms for public expression, this letter being one of them, but I am inclined to disrespect both the message And the messenger is someone throws his or her personal beliefs in my face and this is in response this is agreeing with the changes made by the ioc so this person is saying that protesting is someone throwing beliefs in your face see here's what's crazy people be they keep they be saying this they keep saying this
0: Man, we're so soft, everyone gets offended all the time, but when anyone wants to say personal belief, you got something to say, something negative to say, always. Never anything positive, you always hate him, though. Which is crazy to me, because, like, oh, you know who you are. You really do. I'm just being honest, and here, you know what? I'll even throw this out there. I'm not a liberal, and I'm not a Republican. I'm definitely a moderate. I don't vote for a party, because I'm not, not going to say that. Because I'm not a sheep. I'll say that. Because I have my own opinions about people and who they should be and their values. So I don't vote based on party. So I'll throw that out there. So there's no bias, if I'm being honest. I grew up in Texas. It's a Republican... I'm being honest. It's a Republican state. And then I moved to Colorado. There we go. I'm in college, too. supposedly
1: a swing state.
0: Yeah. Colorado's a swing state. But at the same... I'm in college, too. So that's generally a liberal thing. So... For, I, I don't know if anyone's listening to this, but I'm just saying, you know, there's really no bias here. I'm, we're talking about freedom of speech right here. If I don't agree with it, cool, but that doesn't mean I'm going to silence you forever. Because what, what are the chances that this rule gets overturned in the next, I mean, I don't know, the Olympics are every four years. So let's say the next there's, 20 years. There's
1: some professors in at Toronto universities that are theorizing that this whole operation may fall back on their head completely. Okay. Because when you tell someone that they can't do something, the chances of them doing something is a lot higher. Reverse psychology. So like, you know, we may see an all-time high of pol- of political protests at this Summer Olympics, which I welcome with open arms. Yeah. And open ears and an open mind. Because... Shutting down protests is closed minded and regressive. True. And that's that. That's the T. Honestly, yeah.
0: But uh, we'll see what's gonna. I don't know. We'll see what's happened. What's gonna happen. I'm already really disappointed. I'm sure we'll cover the Olympics to some extent, for sure. I mean, obviously, I'm always Team USA because I'm born here, but yeah. at the same time, if any of my Filipino, <laughs> uh, you know, hey, if Team Philippines goes out there and balls out, or i not, it might not even include that. If they just play well, then, you know, I'm always there. Always. You know, this is real off topic, but, like, I always thought if I ever became, like, a really good basketball player, I'd definitely rather play for Team Philippines and be their only naturalized player, because you can't do that, so... I don't know if you judge me more for it or no. <laughs> okay. I think, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to whoop LeBron 101 if I was that good. <laughs> but I'm not well, that good. Well. I dunk on Steph, that's
3: more realistic. Yeah, that, yeah. there you go. Alright.
0: Speaking of basketball, we got that next. Welcome to the last segment of the Cycle
1: 365. I am Cody Stoffer with Simon Villanos, and we are talking NBA basketball. Simon. Yeah. We were talking about this before the show. Are the Houston Rockets legitimate championship contenders?
0: Uh, no, they're not, because I honestly think they can't even beat my Dallas Mavericks, and I don't think they're there, honestly. Um, if y'all watched the Mavericks versus Clippers game the other day, has definitely dropped ten points on twenty shot attempts. So, and we didn't lose by that much, but still though.
1: Sounds like James Harden against the Oklahoma City Thunder. You're not wrong. Thunder plug real quick. We're currently in the playoff picture. Oh, by the way, eighth seed as a seventh seed actually. So they, like we have we have a few games of a lead against the Grizzlies with okay. that seventh seed. So
0: interesting, but. The Rockets are right above y'all, right?
1: Yes, they are. We have the exact same record. Which is weird that they have the six seed, even though we beat them twice.
0: Okay, well, maybe that doesn't I don't really know how that a, works. But. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, but all right, okay, whatever. But yeah, no, I don't think they're for real. I really, so Westbrook and Harden, I both respect a ton of players, but if I'm just being real, I don't think they could play together efficiently at, like, as high a level as people expect them to.
1: I feel like they both just play their individual games and they're not very complementary play styles.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: because <laughs> I mean, they both operate with the ball in their hand and like, you could see it where the Rockets lost to the Thunder after having a 12 point lead in the fourth quarter against the Thunder and Steven Adams was out. True. I just want to point that out. And Harden was zero for seven going into halftime from three points and ended 1-for-17 on the night. Yeah. So That happened. Yeah, which is the third time it's happened in his career. Keep in mind, where he's gone 1-for- and then something above 15 from the three-point line. So he's either on or he's off. And even though he still scored 29 points, he shot 9-for-29. So he shot like 30% from the field and like 5-or-6% from three, versus the same game, Westbrook scored 32, 11 and 12, 11 rebounds, 12 assists, and shot 60 for 24. So he shot 66% from the field. Mm-hmm. So that shows that you know they both were playing their style of game, but they still lost to, you know, I I love the Thunder and I'm a Thunder fan, but this Rockets team should be better than the Thunder on paper at
0: least. Oh yeah, this Rockets team should be better than a lot of teams. Uh, Do you think it might be because of their coach, Mike D'Antoni?
1: It might be because of their coach, but honestly, this team is really top heavy, in my opinion. Okay. Because I feel like you have James Harden, Russell Westbrook, so those are your two superstars, right? Sure. Yeah. But after that, and then you have like Clint Capella, Mm -hmm. but you know he gets he gets rebounds, you know, and he plays good defense, which is solid. So he's a solid three. But then, hold up. I think you mean five, as in seven. Well, I meant he's a solid third star. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, yeah, he is a five. I'm aware of that. Yeah. (laughs) But after that, Eric Gordon, he's been pretty inconsistent this year.
0: He's been injured too, so he's been dealing with some injuries.
1: And there's just there's not a lot of talent after those guys, honestly. So you end up with Westbrook, who's always played a lot of minutes in his entire career. But you have them playing almost 40 minutes, you know? Yeah. And that's just, it's, I, I know personally for, like, Russell Westbrook, like, fatigue isn't, like, a super big problem for him because he's been asked to play 40 minutes for so long in 82 games. Yeah. But, like, you know, that doesn't fill the holes of the other positions.
0: That's very true. Yeah, I don't know. Like, as great as this reunion looked, on paper, I definitely feel like that Westbrook, honestly, will probably get traded sometime in this next year or two. I could see him going some, like somewhere totally different for like a big, or you know what I mean, like someone that that, that would complement Harden a lot better, you know. And Capella's is good, but like we're we're looking for a superstar, so I wouldn't say like you know a point guard or even a small forward. Probably either a power forward or another center you could throw in there too.
1: If you're the Rockets, you don't have a lot of assets right now. Nope.
0: Well, you have West... I mean, you have the players you have.
1: You have the players you have. Yeah. Because they traded away all their draft picks. Yeah. Basically. (laughs) So that's not good. They're all in on this year. Basically.
0: I don't think... I can't see them even getting to the second round of the playoffs, if I'm being honest. That might be the ceiling.
1: I mean, they match up really well against the Nuggets... But that's about it. I, the Clippers could beat them. The Lakers could beat them. Eh. Why, why are you laughing? Why you are laughing? you
0: going to say my Mavericks could beat them? Yeah,
1: the, Mavericks could oh, beat okay. him. the Jazz could beat them. Russell Westbrook has a bad history against the Jazz, honestly.
0: Yeah, but that's for it's just other un- reasons. It's just unlucky
1: more than anything. Yeah.
0: Um. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see them going far. So what do you think the next move is for them if this... I mean, because we agree, this isn't probably going to work out, right?
1: I mean, when they both play their games well, because we've seen it, yeah. where they've combined for like 70 points and they do get a decisive victory. Sure. You know, because Westbrook attacks the basket better than Harden does. And if Harden is hitting his three-point shots, that opens up lanes for Westbrook. Yeah, it's just not both don't happen at the same time very often it's the unfortunate yeah
0: that's tough though because it, it should be <laughs>
1: that's, yeah. that's the point and ideally if you want to win a championship but I'm just I'm not really sure I feel like it's too early to write them off as well there's just because February or, sheesh I'm thinking playoff football my bad Like, summer basketball is really different than, like, this point in the season. So, I'm not going to write them off until after the All-Star break, honestly. Okay. I'll see how the All-Star break treats them.
0: I think it'd be really cool to see them trade Westbrook for a cap. Or, you know, for, for another big. Maybe they traded for a draft pick and draft James Wiseman or something crazy like that. I don't You never know. Don't want to see Russell Westbrook in Minnesota, bro.
1: That's career oh. suicide.
0: You know, it'd be like that sometimes, to be honest. It'd be so bad. Westbrook for Jokic. I'm
2: just kidding. That's, no, not, that's, not, not, that's not never going to, to happen. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Westbrook for LeBron. Honestly, if... Here's a potential trade, maybe, with Michael Porter Jr. We're going to... This is kind of going to lead into Nuggets basketball. Michael Porter Jr. has been playing really well. Yeah, he's put up two double doubles in the past week,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: between points and rebounds, and he's he's going to be a starter for the Nuggets. Maybe not this year, but maybe this year. You know, he's he's good. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, we we know that. Yeah, like and and he's put he's put some doubts aside whether he could because he can shoot over anybody. Is he has good height and he has a good step back. So if you're the Rockets right now, Paul Millsap would probably be an attainable trade.
0: That's true.
1: Now, I don't know if they, like, the Nuggets one couldn't afford Westbrook. So you'd have to, you'd have to heave away even more of your future. Jamal Murray
0: what? and Paul Millsap for Westbrook.
1: No, no, no. The, the Nuggets wouldn't do that. <laughs> Are you sure? I am sure. Okay. I'm saying if you're the Rockets, you'd have to mortgage way more picks.
0: Oh, well, yeah. That can't happen because
1: of rules. So, Or, in, or money. You're allowed to trade money. So they'd have, have to, money. they'd have to pay us a lot of money. But that would be... Paul Millsap is the type of guy that you want to push this Rockets team into definite championship contender status.
0: I don't know about definite, but he'll get him closer.
1: I feel like if they have a Paul Millsap, they could be a two seed in the West. Maybe even a one seed. Paul Millsap is hitting threes at an all-time high in his career.
0: I kind of credit that more to the Denver coaching staff, if I'm being honest, than the people around him as I mean,
1: teammates. don't get me wrong. We have a great team yeah. in Denver. But I'm saying Paul Millsap is also playing some of the best ball in his life. And he wouldn't be asked to do more than he does in Denver. In
2: Houston,
0: yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough, fair enough. That might be an interesting trade. Okay. Well, However, well, sorry, go on.
1: As a Nuggets fan, I don't want to see.
0: It. Yeah. Well, as a Nuggets fan, let's let's talk about the Nuggets. You as a Nuggets fan, not me. So, uh, your thoughts on the Nuggets? I was talking to, well, not my custodian, but the custodian at the school I work at. Okay, not even work at that I student teach at. And uh, he was telling <laughs> well,
1: that sentence changed a lot okay well
0: whatever on. I was talking to the custody to the custodian at the school I student teach app uh, because he's the only guy I could talk sports with there <laughs> and he was he was saying some interesting things about the nuggets how they play up and down like they'll lose to a terrible team and then beat a good team the next night
1: while this is true and I think that all that has to do with that it's true that the Nuggets will beat a good team and then lose to them. I remember one of my friends told me hey we're playing the Cavs tonight and I was like ah oh, sweet free win and then we lost to the freaking Cavs but keep in mind the Nuggets still only have 13 losses this season yep. and we're still in charge of our division and you know there's a lot of things going well for Nuggets basketball also consider that Jamal Murray and Paul Millsap have missed some time what I heard, too. Due to injury or illness. And Mason Plumlee is expected to be out for the next month, probably.
0: Okay. Well... No,
1: he, role players are
0: important. No, I know that. Trust me. I, we lost Dwight Powell. The Mavericks did Yeah, I, that was unfortunate, should, by the way. I, it's okay. Maxi Pliebe and Boban can play more. But anyways...
1: But, you know, that's... So, we'll, we're going to be dealing with some stuff. And Gary Harris has also missed some time. Okay. But I feel like... This Nuggets team isn't as worried about the regular season now that they have the postseason experience. If that makes sense. Because I was at the Game 7 loss against (laughs) the Trailblazers last year, which, they're garbage. But anyways... They are. They really are garbage. They have almost as many wins as the Phoenix Suns, so good for them. Wow, Damian Lillard, second-best point guard in the NBA. All right, keep going. But (laughs) Anyways, you know, the Nuggets... They know what's important. They know that they're a championship caliber team. And I feel like we'll see a switch flip. Because sometimes Jokic, you know, he'll take off a couple of possessions. And that's not gonna happen during the postseason. It didn't happen last postseason when he had the best plus-minus in the hole out of every player in the postseason last year. So there'll be a huge difference.
0: Do you have any doubts about this team?
1: So if they were
2: if
0: the playoffs started today. Or, okay, say we're a couple rounds in the playoffs and they're facing off with, like, the Lakers or Clippers or one of those teams.
2: I mean,
1: if the season ended today, we would start off with our first series against Houston, and that's a bit Mm -hmm. concerning to me because we don't match up against their guards very well. No. Because, you know, they have two of the best guards in the game. Yeah. But no other team is built like the Rockets. Yeah, At least from, like, a guard perspective.
0: No, you're you're right. At least right now that is healthy. I would have said maybe Stefan
1: Yeah, and we don't usually match up well against that well. Yeah.
0: So okay, well that's but I interesting.
1: Feel like in a best of seven series, we could beat the Lakers. We could beat the Clippers. If it came down to playing in LA, would you still leave? Yeah, I don't think the road affects this Nuggets team. I mean I definitely would rather play at home, but we're pretty good on the road as well. So Okay. Alright. Fair
0: enough, fair enough. Okay, then.
1: Now, as for your team, yeah. the Dallas Mavericks, we talked a little bit earlier, and they're currently in the fifth seed. No, it's not. How, how do you feel about this Mavs team? Where um, Powell's gone, but you said that you're okay with that because... Yeah, so we Bobon.
0: got... Yeah, Boban. Because we really haven't played him a lot. And uh, the thing that sucks about Boban is that, like, He's a tall dude, and everyone knows it, but his lateral quickness sucks. (laughs) Like, I hate watching him move from side to side, because I know he can't really do it, to be honest, even though he has huge legs and literally has to take one step. Even then, he's still really slow. Other than that, you know, he gets rebounds, he'll back people up, and like, fans love him. I remember I was watching the game yesterday, and it was a pretty close game. Like, Luka just went on a tear. And then they took him out. And so we were only down by two against the Clippers. And so Boban was in and he backed up uh, Montrezl O'Hara of the Clippers. And He's he, a good
1: defensive player. Yeah, he's a great
0: player. defensive player. And he just, like, he got the ball, did one dribble, and then threw it up there. <laughs> and it wasn't the greatest move at all. It, it was just, like, a taller guy, you know, throwing it up there on a smaller guy. And it went in and it tied the game. And then the crowd went berserk. <laughs> like, everyone loves him. And... Yeah, I think we'll be okay with without Dwight Powell. Like, yes, he was an athletic guy, a great pick and roller on offense, and on defense, you know, he wasn't the worst, but he would definitely look like the worst at times. Um I think we'll be okay. We have some we have some people waiting. We could play some smaller ball too, because we have a ton of guards anyway, so we can do that. Uh but yeah, I think the Mavericks are not a championship contending team. I don't know. Like I, I, don't know if Luca could do it all by himself. I'd be very surprised if he did.
1: Do you think Luca will look different in the postseason than in the regular season?
0: No, not really. I think he will always look. Like he's not phased by by you know the big stage. I think we all know that. That's kind of his trademark. You know, he, he was the wonder boy back in Europe, and you know he brought them. He brought his team to a Euro Cup age of 18 and was the mvp he wasn't a role player he led that team and he did that and then after that he went on and played in the best league in the world and averaged like 20 points and some other crazy stats too so we know that like you know the moment's never too big for him so i think he'll continue to play his game if it doesn't drop the same way because people are playing harder then it'll be like that because if i'm being honest uh, I know Porzingis was coming off an injury. He missed, like, 10 games or whatever. And, the, like, yesterday was the first game coming back, and he was on some minutes restrictions. But, like, uh, 10 minutes with, like, almost 15 to 20 shots put up – or, sorry, 10 points with almost 15 to 20 shots put up is not a
1: good look. Not How far are you expecting this Mavs team to go? I
0: don't know. We might, we'll probably get kicked out in the first round, to be honest. I can see it.
1: Well, as it stands right now, you guys would face the Jazz.
0: Oh, we'd whoop it. <laughs> If I'm being, okay. I, I don't know.
1: Don't disrespect the Jazz, though. The Jazz are a really solid team. And, and their trade for Mike Conley is turning out to be a really big deal. Are they the third seed? They're the fourth seed. Oh, well, that's are right. right. Yeah, um,
0: I definitely think we could beat the Jazz. I just think we have a better coaching staff. Our role players are better. Yeah. And I, I think Porzingis will be a lot healthier by then, too. At, at the very least, he's healthy enough where he could put up more shots. And he's not efficient, Then he's not efficient. Have we seen Porzingis in the postseason
1: yet in his career? I no, don't think we have, Because right? he's played for the Knicks, so they've never <laughs> made it.
0: Yikes. Never, yeah. But I don't know. I think, I think it's exciting. Um, at the same time, I really don't think the Mavericks need – like, really need a third star. I know a lot of people are saying it, and if I'm just being honest, they're really just saying that because we have a young team. If we give this team another year, they'll be right there. Another year or two, if I'm being honest. Because Luka's already, he's a superstar. We know that. Porzingis, you know, he can be a superstar. We've seen it. We just gotta see it again after, you know, that bad ACL injury that everyone knows about. So... Oh, oh, and plus we have a great coaching staff, very good role players like Seth Curry, Maxi Kleba, um, Justin Jackson. Like we're 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 pretty set, you know. If we could get another like star, I'd rather have like a rim protector like a Andre Drummond, you know. I wouldn't want to trade for a Kevin Love because I've seen a lot of those rumors. Which, I'm, I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and there are rumors that we might pick up Joakim Noah. I don't know if that means anything but you know, uh leadership in the locker room, veteran leadership too. Old. Yeah. Toughness too. You know he he about that. So Yeah, remember when he was giving Devin Booker a hard time? Yeah. Well there's a difference between Devin Booker and Luca. One yeah. is about to make the playoffs and is a superstar, the other one just scores points.
1: Yeah. Well I'm just I'm saying, like as far as leadership goes. Yeah. Yeah. And I
0: think Luca like he'll he'll respond well well to that. Luca's a pretty cool
1: guy altogether. Like
0: he's it's crazy because I feel like he's still like impressionable. So like it depends on the mentor, but like the right mentor can last like, you know, get him get him to a really good level. Because he had Dirk as a mentor and he, he was fantastic. You know, but Luca's still basically a
1: kid in the league. So Speaking of young rosters.
2: I'm
1: gonna change the subject to even though you know, the Nuggets are doing well this year. My loyalty, my favorite team, is still the Thunder. Okay. And Gilgis Alexander, t- tell me I'm wrong, is looking like a definite superstar in the main. No, you're not wrong. He's averaging 19 points per game, 5 rebounds, almost 6 rebounds, yeah. and 3 assists per game. And he had that 20 point, 20 rebound performance a little while ago against the Timberwolves, I believe it was. And the Thunder have been able to hang in with good teams and or beat other playoff teams. Sure. How much do you know about this Thunder team? And if you're a top seed, are you worried about the Thunder being a lower seed?
0: No. Um, I still kind of feel like Chris Paul will get dealt at the deadline. I don't know to who, but I feel like there's going to there's gonna have to be a trick. No, I don't, I kind of, like the Thunder, they're a good team. I just, there's situation's a little weird. I think they need to get rid of Chris Paul because you need a free up you know, cap. Also, at the same time, if you're trying to get a good draft pick, it, it
1: would help to get rid of Chris Paul.
0: And also that way, Shea Gojic, Alexander could develop a little bit faster, too.
1: Did you hear what Chris Paul said? What? He said that for his player option next year, if he was still with the Thunder, he would pick it.
0: That's interesting. He wouldn't
1: opt out. He enjoys playing with this team and what I think about this team is our, we have a three guard lineup when we get Schroeder, Chris Paul, and Gilgis Alexander in all at the same time. Yeah. And it's working really well. And then additionally, I'm pretty sure we just put Gallo at the four and he can stretch the floor.
2: Right. As a forward,
1: yeah. Because he has great three point shooting. And then yeah. obviously Steven Adams, he's been in and out of the lineup with some ankle problems, but Steven Adams is a great center. He's, yeah, he's always averaging been, a double double, right? He's been reliable. He's been reliable. Yeah, we we've been new on Steven Adams.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that as far as any one of our players could step up and make plays when we need him to, for the most part, I feel like we we could definitely be a lower seed that upsets a higher seed.
0: I could see it happening, maybe.
1: If Chris Paul is healthy. Yeah, and if he's which there. Which has been a question mark his entire career.
0: True, yeah. If he's healthy and, like I said, if he's there. Because I do think Miami will keep calling, you know. Miami, I, they're, they're right there. They, I do think they need another star in there besides Jimmy Butler. Because they have a lot of great players there, don't I get mean, me
1: wrong. But... Wouldn't you say Bam is developing into a star? Yeah, he's developing, but he's not He's playing out of his mind yeah. right
0: now. But if we're talking about, like, a window where you could get, like, a stacked team and potentially win a couple of championships before, you know, the cap hits, then, like, I'd say, you know, trade for Chris Paul now before you have to pay Bam, before you have to pay Tyler Hero, before you have to pay Duncan Rob, like, all of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So get get another star now while you can afford it because they definitely can. So, yeah. I, but I do think Miami will be calling. Um... Let me think of other teams I'll probably be calling. I can't think of a lot of teams right now.
2: I could see if maybe were, the
0: Spurs
1: trading. That'd be interesting. If you were the Mavs, would you
0: be interested in Chris Paul? Nah, because Luca's he's kind of our point guard, so it just wouldn't really work out. I'd be honestly more interested in Stephen Adams, because the Mavs would probably give up a lot for Stephen Adams. You guys could have Merlin's Noel. We already tried that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, but no, we. I think the the Mavs, I think would aggressively go after Stephen Adams. Like like I said, like an Andre Drummond type who could rebound well. Like we went after Clint Capella too. So like, we're I think a Stephen Adams would fit really well with Porzingis
1: and all our guys. I don't want to give up Stephen Adams. no, I know, I know, but but we're used to the winds yeah, of change. If you Paul throw
0: in Chris Paul, we'll you know, we'll take it. <laughs> But I don't think uh, Chris Paul's move there. I think you could go somewhere, maybe like the Suns. Though that seems like a very Phoenix thing to do. <laughs> so, if
1: the Suns had Chris Paul, do you think they could still be eighth seed? Maybe, because currently the eighth seed in the West is the Grizzlies.
0: Oh, At what? Twenty and 24. yeah, no, definitely. Then yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, I think they definitely could. I mean, if I'm just being, I'll, I'll be honest, like. Ever since I saw that whole Devin Booker video, I think a lot less of him now. I don't think he's a tough player. No, he's soft. No, I don't think he's a clutch player. He, like, if I'm just being honest, like, I know basketball players keep saying, at, at my boy, <laughs> uh, Jonah, but I know basketball players say, well, you know, like, some, when you're playing out like that, you just want to work on your moves. But at the same time, like, first off, he didn't make, in that video, Devin Booker held on to the ball way too long. If that happened in any actual game, he would have been double teamed then. Yeah,
1: and because so no one else in the Suns can make a bucket.
0: No. Yeah, no. They'll probably leave anybody open, to be honest. Like DeAndre Aiden's good, don't get me wrong. Like he's kind of developing into a great player. He's had some 20-and-20 20 20 games, you know, so far. He's had a couple actually since coming back from suspension. But I don't think Devin Booker is that great of a leader. I don't think he exactly instills toughness on this team. If I'm being honest. if I'm being real, I kinda believe more in DeAndre Aiden being a leader than David Book.
1: I don't think that's too hot of a take, honestly. No. From my chair, where I agree with you, but no. You no. Know, yeah. We've seen the Suns struggle this year. Yep. Well, they were they want they started off really hot. But yeah. they've definitely cooled down, so. No,
0: they definitely did. I think Chris Paul would be a much needed injection. How far are they away from the eighth seed? Because that might be
1: They're they have nineteen wins, so they're tied with the Trailblazers and the Spurs right now.
0: So are they like a couple games out? They're like one or two. Oh wow. Yeah, no, then I think they could definitely take the eighth seed. Maybe a little bit higher too. They might they might steal a couple more spots. If they well, traded well, for Chris. If Chris
1: Paul got traded away, then the Thunder would probably slip out of the playoffs. Yeah.
0: But I mean, I don't I don't know what they would trade though, outside of like first round picks. Which will be valuable. I was
1: about to say, Oklahoma loves our first round picks. Yeah,
0: But those will be valuable, though, because, like, I mean, say if the Suns don't make it, (laughs) then, you know, oh, well, you get a good lottery pick, and then you have enough assets where you could trade up and, like, get a star. Like, if you want, maybe even grab a lamello, because I kind of think he might slip because he's a ball brother. So, I'm just saying. You could get a lamello or, or, you know, I, I can't think of anybody else. Cole Anthony, James Wiseman, whoever falls out the top five. Fair enough.
1: Yep. So Speaking of elite, we've been throwing out all these names out here. Yeah. So right now, the Cycle 365 is going to make their all-star teams. What should be Ooh. their starting all-star teams. Okay. So, Simon, you go ahead and start us off in the West.
0: The, okay. So are we going guard, guard, and then three forwards?
1: Yes. That's the okay. that's the format. So
0: That's what I thought. All right, well, Luca, I think, at guard. Because I think that's where they will have him.
1: That's where he's listed for the voting. Yeah.
0: Is he? Okay. LeBron's not listed as a guard, is he? Because I know he plays like they'd be making him a point guard. Okay. No. So, Luca for sure. Um, this is kind of where it's hard, though, because I kind of want to put hard
1: in there. Shoot. Yeah, I'll, I'll put James Harden there. I agree with you. I feel like even though he's had a couple of bad games, he's still averaging over 36 points per game. So Okay,
0: yeah, I'm putting Harden there.
1: He's still, when he's on, he's especially on. Yeah. So.
0: All right, so Luka, Harden, LeBron.
1: Uh, so you need two other forwards.
0: Though. Right. Kawhi.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: I re- if Anthony Davis was healthy, I think this would be a lot
1: he'd be right there. I would probably say Anthony Davis, honestly, for the third spot.
0: I would, low-key, i guess he
1: was playing at an MVP level.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. he fell on
1: his back. That's and he's nice. only missed a couple of games.
0: I mean, I'd I'd low-key put Jokic there, if I'm being honest. I don't know if I could or not, but... Yeah, you can. I can? That's... Yeah, so I'm throwing Jokic in there. Because, you know... If I'm being honest, that fall on his, on his back was not that bad. Like, I've seen plenty of players fall on their back exactly like that, and they're not out for, like, three weeks. So, at AD for being injury-prone. Anyways, yeah, Jokic. So, it's Luka, Harden, LeBron, Kawhi, and Jokic.
2: I'd th- I th- I th-
0: be great. What about you?
1: I agree with you on all those, except I would take out Kawhi and I'd put in Anthony Davis. Just because, okay. To, to me when the Lakers are have all their stars out, I feel like Anthony Davis is the best player on the floor.
0: Yeah. Well, when they have all their stars out, yeah. Yeah.
1: No other star. Well, I'm saying even with LeBron on the court. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anthony Davis has been, when he's healthy, because he hasn't missed too many games, honestly. But Anthony Davis is the best Laker on the floor, even when him and LeBron are both on one.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay. I mean, I don't have much to argue about it. So it's all star. I think in the East, there's going to be a lot more debate, though. Who I feel
1: d- like there really is. Yeah. Who
0: do you have in the East?
1: Well, for my guards okay. in the East, I'm going to have to go with Kemba Walker. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to say Kyle Lowry. Okay. I know. I know you want to say something, bro.
0: No, I'm going to let you finish. And okay, I'm going to let you finish.
1: I'll let you finish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a, I'll let, okay, you, finish. Okay.
0: I'll let but, you finish. Go ahead, go and ahead. And then
1: I'd say for my forwards, I would have... Let's see. I'd have to go with Giannis, obviously, because yeah. he's an MVP candidate. It'd be stupid if I didn't say Giannis. And then I'll say Embiid, probably. Oh, Okay. My other forward, and then I feel like I'm forget. Oh, Jimmy Butler. Wait, is he a guard I or a forward? I thought he was a guard, yeah. I'd have to double-check that, because if Jimmy Butler's a guard, then I scoot Jimmy Butler out of that conversation, or scoot Kyle Lowry out. Here, here, let me double-check. Well, you go ahead and let me know. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll double-check what position they have on the set.
0: Uh, Okay, well, I was going to have Jimmy Butler in there for sure. I don't think you could
1: deny it. I'm being honest, Kemba. No, Walker. he's listed as a forward. Oh, what? Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, here you you finish. I don't think you.
1: Finish. So so Butler, Embiid, Giannis are my forwards, okay. and then Lowry and Irving as my guards.
0: Kyrie. Er,
1: not Kyrie. Sorry, I just his name was right above Kemba Walker.
0: Kemba Walker. Oh, okay. All right, interesting. Uh, Kemba Walker for sure. He deserves it. Good for him. Uh. Two guards, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll jump on the bandwagon. Derrick Rose. Either Derrick Rose or Zach... Oh Rose or Zach Levine. That's tough. We'll, we'll come back to that. But, yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Butler after that Giannis. I really don't want to put him beat here, but I feel like I kind of have to. Unless I throw on Pascal Siakam, but I don't... Yeah, actually, I'll throw Pascal Siakam in there. Why you have Siakam above him? I think he's a little bit more valuable to the Raptors than the Sixers because I feel like everyone ex- expected this. Uh, sorry, the Raptors to, you know, fall off the edge. And I know they have I mean, Kyle you, Lowry. You thought? I didn't. Think, I said they make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, but who who had him as a top three seed? Are they a top three Cody seed? Stauffer had them as a top three seed.
0: They're not a top
1: three Pretty seed. Pretty sure they're the third seed right now. Okay. So
0: they're barely holding on. All right. Well, that, I mean, I'm just being honest, but, okay, no disrespect, but Pascal Siakam, he's kept up his play. Yeah, honestly, he's played even a little bit better, too.
1: Oh, he's definitely improved. Yeah, yeah. So
0: I think I'm giving where credit is due. And see, the, I'm saying that because Embiid, he be doing things that I really don't like. I remember oh man this is a really funny take but so Joel Embiid went to Toronto for the first time since losing the playoff game there and this dude dropped two points and five rebounds and Stephen A. Smith I was watching that first take because I think it's entertaining this dude Stephen A. Smith I'm gonna bleep this out because you know I kind of have to but he's all like the first thing he says was like (laughs) that? <laughs> I don't know what that was but you literally left the city crying the last time there and then you dropped two points and you missed like 10 sh- like 15 shots and I kind of agreed I was like what like what is that like they don't got Kawhi anymore it's just Siakam and Lowry if we're being honest you should have dropped at least 20 like the first off that's your average this is a revenge game so like that kind of says a lot to me like this is supposed to be a revenge game, yet you dropped two points. There are role players who scored more than you, if I'm being honest. Tobias Harris probably scored more points than you. Al Horford probably scored more points than him. Well, Tobias Harris
1: isn't a role player. but
0: Okay, starter, but... Anyways, I think that, that says a lot about Embiid. I know a lot of people still think he's the best center in the league, and I think so too, but I don't Whoa. think... To a degree... But I, I let me be finish, finish, let me finish. I don't think he's all that. I think he's he's a little, he's a little fake, to be honest. I think people are finally seeing through how good he actually is. And they love him for the entertainment and whatnot. But what actual good teams has he beaten while playing well? And see, I feel the same way about Ben Simmons too, which is why he's not even on. Uh, ben Simmons
1: is... I, for those who follow us on Instagram, if you don't, go ahead and follow us on Instagram. Yeah. But there was a poll a while ago on who would you rather have, Luca or Ben Simmons, because I was arguing Ben Simmons before the season. I have since changed my mind, because you're allowed to change your mind when yeah, sure. Luca is playing at an MVP caliber level, Yeah. and Ben Simmons is not. He's not.
0: He's barely playing at an all-star level, if I'm being honest. Well, if... Those 12 points a game don't look great.
1: Well, I was actually going to say this. If you had one backup for each position group... So, not every position. We're not listing a whole backup. But I'm saying one backup per, like... Position group. Yeah. who, Who would you choose? Starting with... Would you have Joel be your fourth forward? Wait. My fourth... Yeah. Like, uh, like not like, in my starting... Not in the starting line. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, easy. And I'd have Be as my fourth. Okay, that's fair. It Who would, it would be your backup guard in the East?
0: Um, okay. I'm still not really decided on this. I don't know if I want Derek... You know what? I'll go with Derek Rose. I, I've always been a fan. So I'll go with Derek Rose, and then easy... That'd be Zach Levine. There's no question about it. All right, yeah. I think Andrew Wiggins... He's had kind of a resurgence. He well, definitely Williams has had. Is in the west though. Oh shoot. Why do I think Minnesota's in the east? I, I mean, feel like Minnesota it's a little is bit
1: more east of here, I guess.
0: Still though. I feel like it's a little bit more east than people want to. Anyways, that doesn't well, matter. Yeah, you're right. It really, it really doesn't. But um But yeah, no, I think Zach Levine for sure deserves it. Uh um, what about
1: I'm gonna suggest my idea. Trey young
0: oh actually that's a pretty good one
1: Trey young has been playing really good basketball this whole season it just stinks that the rest of the hawks are frustratingly bad
0: yeah i don't know what's up with that i can't i thought
1: <laughs> that they were going to be a french playoff team honestly i thought
0: so too i, I mean, don't know, know what's going on
1: of the world yeah uh
0: i don't think john collins took that big of a leap I don't know what Cam Reddish is
1: doing, but I haven't heard his name in a while. <laughs> exactly. So. That's the Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. There we go. So that's that's the point. Um, but we know what Trey Young is. Yeah, Trey Young. I see. I wouldn't put him above Zach Levine because I kind of feel like Zach Levine's team has more wins than his.
1: No, they definitely do.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. So they do. So I I value wins for sure. What about the West? In the West, so. Alex
1: Caruso. Bruh. Get that? I don't. You know what? I'm going to say it. This Alex Caruso thing is not funny anymore. Like, at first it was funny, but it's just not. Because Caruso is taking the spotlight from so many young players that are actually exciting. Like, Gilgis Alexander isn't getting, like, national coverage the way Caruso is.
0: See, I said if Caruso was above Luca in the voting, you'd think it's funny though. So you're smiling right now, looking at the ceiling.
1: I'm not doing anything. I'm okay. Regardless, I I still told you that I would think it's stupid though. It's stupid. <laughs> well, the yeah. media attention that Caruso is getting. It's because
0: he's white.
1: It's because he's bald. And yeah. Like he looks like an old man.
0: But he's also white. So there
1: you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's stupid. It's yeah. stupid. But my third guard in the West Well wait, who did you say your two guards were? Because I'm pretty sure. Be- Hardin and Luca. Lu- my third guard would be Russell Westbrook, i yeah, probably say
0: so, actually. I don't think. Because
1: <laughs> Westbrook is better than Damian Lillard.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the Trailblazers. and I kinda don't care either. But <laughs> Yeah, who
1: cares about them? They're a yeah, bunch of the- losers. Yeah. The
0: Mavs blew them out. That three, Luca hit over them. I mean, we were up by nine, but the crowd wasn't reserved. That was insane. That was
1: fantastic. But anyways, all right, what about Ford? I'd, I'd have to say Kawhi.
0: Oh, wait, did you just... For the West. Mis- oh, I didn't, I
1: didn't know that you did. I had Anthony Davis instead of Kawhi.
0: Oh, that's right. Wait, who did I not include? Wait a second. You
1: didn't include Anthony Davis.
0: Oh, okay, well then, yeah, it would be Anthony Davis.
1: Okay. Basically, right. the French players that we debated.
0: Yeah. Right, well, I guess that's so it. That's the Cycle365's
1: <laughs> all-star team. Yeah, for sure. We should tweet that, probably. I can do it when my phone isn't dead anymore.
0: Go for it. Yeah, that'll work out. All right. Well, that'll be it for the Cycle365. This is episode 17, recorded on the 22nd. Next week, we'll you know we'll come out with more, more stuff. I think we Reaction should do... Reaction
1: to Senior Bowl weekend. Oh, yes, Senior Bowl. And that's a big one. Actual Super Bowl predictions.
0: Mm-hmm. Um whatever happened to our top
1: you know, whatever Oh yeah, the positions. Yeah. yeah we yeah, should I was pick kinda up wondering that. about that, but we could like pick it back up. Let's do
0: it next let's do linemen next week.
1: My specialty. Oh can't wait to can't wait to talk about Jonathan Ogden for five minutes. What about Warren Sapp? Alright, anyways. Oh uh, defensive linemen? Well, either one.
0: I meant defensive line. We'll figure it
1: out, and you guys will listen. Yeah,
0: yeah. We'll put up a poll. Actually, no. We, we know what who's gonna win. All right. So this is Simon Villano's.
1: Cody Stauffer.
0: You want to do the Ed Ordruon voice again? <laughs>
2: Not really. To the I'm completely right, honest. Right.
0: Uh we We'll we'll see y'all
2: next <laughs> week.